Allen. Morning, team. I'm in a foul mood. Foul mood today. Two things happened yesterday. That were, actually, I was, well, no, well, one of them is not... Anyway, nice to have a company. I'm going to get that preliminary stuff out of the way. And uh, the one thing I hate on the motorway is, uh, is when cars whiz past me at high speed. I'm, I'm obviously a bit of a challenge on the motorway for cars. And so they're always little Citroens or little, little Purgots. And they always try and sort of race me on the motorway. And I know why. It's because they're very small, uncomfortable cars. And the people in them want to get there as fast as possible so they can actually get out and stretch their legs. Uh, whereas me, it's like sitting in an armchair. I couldn't really care less. You know, I poodle around for hours, me. But I hate people driving past. And it's generally the young. There'll be the bloke driving. And the girl has got her shoes off and her feet are up on the dashboard. And I keep thinking, in the event of an accident, not only are you going to lose both your legs, but the rest of your body's going to catapult through the windscreen. You've never seen anything so stupid. I saw a woman going through Twickenham the other day on a little motor scooter holding John Lewis bags either side of her. I mean, why do the police not stop these people? She's quite clearly a blooming danger to herself and everybody else. And then I did go, and I'm... I don't want to complain earlier on, but I did mention on the programme on Friday that uh, some surviving members of Bomber Command uh, were going to be up at Squires Garden Centre on Saturday. And I did explain that Saturday I couldn't go up there because I was out with, uh, with the kids for the day. So it was, it was a bit of a problem. So I thought I'll go up there and I'll try again to see if I can pay because they, they were, they were going to be up there and they were going to be signing some very rare photographs and selling them. And, uh, and raising money so they can put up a statue to all those people who lost their lives in the war. Because uh, out of Bomber Command, out of every hundred uh, guys who went out flying, only 27 ever came back out of each mission. Huge, huge losses, huge losses. So the opportunity arose that they found these old photographs, and uh, I think they're at Hendon and places like that, and the guys were going to, I think, have them down there, and they were going to sign them, and people could buy them. And I thought, what a nice souvenir. I was prepared to buy... You know, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have spent £100, 200 It doesn't matter. I just thought it was something quite nice to do. So uh, I'd been up to Squires during the week to explain to a girl of about 12 behind the desk. It was a pointless exercise. Sorry? Yes, please. And... Uh, Yes, I don't have any tea bags though. They're upstairs in the cupboard. We could have coffee. We could have coffee. We could have coffee. I've got coffee. I've got coffee. Anybody else at home want a coffee? Put your hand up now. Seventeen thousand six hundred white coffees. That'd be rather nice. Wait a minute. Let me find, find me coffee. Yeah, somebody got some toast as well. Anybody else for coffee? Somebody tea there. Bound to be somebody. Isn't there? Wait a minute. I'm not sure if I've even got coffee now. Actually, honestly, life is so much easier when you're. It's ridiculous, isn't it? My Starbucks coffee. I'm not reading any old rubbish out of this place. I'm afraid. Very much indeed. There we go. Right, put it all back in again and start again. So I go up to Squires and I say, this girl about 12 on the counter and I sort of explain, you know, that I'm, I'm very keen. I think it's a great idea to buy some photos which haven't, have not been seen, uh, I don't think, by anybody. And, uh, and she says, well, um, you can try the website. Well, the website was about as useless as a piece of unbuttered toast. So that didn't work. And uh, so yesterday I was, I, was, I was going out and I was going to go and see the, uh, the godchildren and I thought I'll nip into Squires quickly. So I parked up and go in and spoke to a bloke there and they were all a bit vague. You know, they had a little bit roped off. This was about uh, half past ten, twenty past ten. And so I said, what I want to do, I said, and, uh, you explain it. And then for some reason he then goes uh, and then he asks this woman and then you have to explain it all over again. So you explain it twice. And bearing in mind, years and years ago, we did a programme from Squires. I did a, an open garden evening down there, which was very successful, because people love gardening, I like gardening. And, uh, and so I, th- I said, you know, what I want to do is I want to buy, you know, I'll, I'll pay you now, I'm not asking for any favours, uh, to maybe reserve a couple of photos, 
and if you can get them signed for me, I'll collect them during the week. So she says, well, the stuff's over there. So I sort of wandered off, and they didn't have any photos. They just had some books and a jigsaw and some placemats or whatever it was. But they didn't have the photos. So they'd have to go back. And, and I said to the guy, I said, um, well, there aren't any photos over there. So well, there should be. So we then walked back again. We both go back this time, you know, just to, to prove that I'm either blind or stupid. And uh, they don't have them. So we asked the girl in the China department thing, because they've got lots of gifts and everything else, uh, whether they had the photos. She said, no, they don't. And... Uh, and uh, the guys will be bringing them with them. So I thought, OK. <coughs> I said, it's a pity, really. It was a great missed opportunity by Squires to have actually got somebody off their fat bottom and put something on the, uh, on the internet, on their website. They could have said, and at Squires, at this time, but you can pre-order if you want to. And then you could have done it on a credit card, you know, like any other self-respecting site. Because there must have been loads of people who couldn't make it up there, because I mentioned it on the programme, and and would have been easier to do it from home. You could have ordered them from home, and then they actually could have signed them when they go back to REF Hendon or wherever it is they went back to. But they and I said, I said it's a shame they're not up on the website. She said no, and that was that really. So I I sort of left there feeling a bit dejected, and feeling as though you know it was such a missed opportunity. Because if I'd seen them on the website, I probably would have bought four of them. Because you could have had them framed. My brother could have had two. I could have had two. You know, other people who sort of big fans of Bomber Command and the RAF could have had them as well. You know, that, that kind of stuff. But it was just a missed opportunity. Great shame. But never mind. So uh, we live to fight another day. And then, as I say, poodle down the motorway. And I just missed an accident by about ten minutes as I was just going on to the M11, just before I'd come out of one of the, uh, the tunnels uh, on whatever it was. The M- I don't know. I never know which road I'm on. I could have been on the M3, I suppose, or the M25. And... Um, and uh, this accident occurred. Six cars, it was. One in the middle of the road all smashed up. Luckily, the people appeared to be all right, because people were walking around. And you think, I saw so many stupid drivers yesterday. Even coming back at night time, you know, I stick to 70. I put the car on cruise control, total control of it, and I just, I just pootle along. I'm quite happy. And these cars that bomb behind you, little boy racers, and you think to yourself, you're st- and then families going past. You know, they must have been doing 85, 90 of these people. And you think, are you stu- And then you have the other thing, you know, where it comes down on some of the motorways now, they've got speed cameras, but they, they measure you between a distance. And so it's 50 miles an hour. If you go over that, there's a very good chance you're going to get... You, because there are cameras all over the place. They're going to take a picture, and they're then going to, to send you a ticket in the post. I could have sat there if I'd been a policeman, and I think I probably could have booked in the space of about... Five minutes, about 20 or 30 cars, all exceeding the speed limit, all exceeding the speed limit. You know, the, you know really, really ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Aren't you talking to ridiculous? Did you see Sally Morgan? Oh, what a pile of rubbish on the television. Uh, we, we sat down when we, uh, we were getting ready to go out uh, for eating yesterday. And uh, we happened to flip on because the, Chris put up on his Sky thing and it came up, Sally Morgan, whatever it was, you know, balmy, stupid woman, convinces a few people she's got some, some divine talent of talking to the dead, which, of course, she hasn't. And, uh, and what, when we watched the programme, we sat there with our mouths on the floor because when you sit down with somebody else, you suddenly realise what she's doing is cold reading. Cold reading is what she does. So she, uh, she picks up a card... And and the card says on it, because people obviously write questions out, and they then 
uh, give them to Sally, and obviously then somebody sorts out, you know, ones, whatever she thinks she can do, you know, if, of course, she gets the, the, the message through. And Sally Morgan's a bit unconvincing, as far as I'm concerned. So, anyway, she's got no more talent than I have or you have. We've all got exactly the same ability, just that she can talk the hind legs off a donkey. So I'd make a very good psychic taking money off people. So she goes, oh, so-and-so, Mandy and so-and-so here, should we buy the car? And so Sally Morgan, stand up, stand up. Should we buy the car? Um, oh, somebody's come on stage. She goes, well, I'm looking, there's nobody on stage. Sally Morgan's either deluded, drunk, or completely stupid because she's going, there's somebody on stage and uh, he's standing here. So the woman in the audience puts her hand over her mouth and goes, it'll be dad. Sally Morgan hasn't had to say anything apart from there's a man appeared on stage. I mean, it could be the cleaner. We have no idea. But this woman immediately goes, it's dad. So Sally Morgan, sensing that she's on a winner with this one, she doesn't have to do any work at all, goes, why would he be here? And the woman helps her out. She says, well, he's, he's got the money and we're thinking of buying the car. And then Sally Morgan goes, because it's another great psychic. Go, go and see psychics. They'll all say the same, roughly the same thing. It's like going to see a hypnotist. You know, you'll, you'll eat a, um, an onion thinking it's an apple and all of a sudden you have to imagine the whole audience naked. And they all do exactly the same thing. And psychics, all being out of the same wizened old barrel, will tell you the same thing. So Sally then goes, oh, there's a door opening. Now, what does that mean? It can mean there's a door opening. Somebody's coming through, somebody's going out. No, to the woman in the audience standing up, who's quite clearly determined to help Sally as much, she goes, that's the wardrobe door. So Sally, who hasn't got the faintest idea what's going on, quite clearly bewildered old bag at the best of times, goes, right, the wardrobe door, why, why would he be worrying about the wardrobe? And so the women go, that's where his ashes are. So Sally Morgan has had to do nothing. What she's done is easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, cold reading. And you can do it to anybody. One woman she had there, and this woman quite clearly wanted some sort of message. And Sally Morgan just comes up with this... just rubbish. It's just rubbish. I've read more books on cold reading than I've had at dinners. Ask Darren Brown all about cold reading. Loads of Ali Cook does it. We've done it on LBC to prove to people that just by a few little words, you help them out. That's why, but if it's a magician, you get, ah, it's a magician, isn't it? If it's somebody who goes, oh, I'm speaking to your father, he's ever, oh, he's very happy. What a load of cobblers, it really is rubbish, you know. And he's, he's, he's with your mother, and, uh, and they say, look under the carpet. Does that mean something, look under the carpet? No, it doesn't mean anything. Well, hold that thought, come back to it a bit later. And that's all you got from Sally Morgan. It was the, the biggest laugh we've ever had in our life. Made Derek a core look as though he was off with the pixies, I'm afraid. But, uh, but again, all it's done is just designed to part people from their money. And if people go home, I suppose, with some sort of satisfaction. Although they do put on all the tickets, you know. There's no guarantee you're all going to get a reading, because, of course, she can't. That's why. It's done. It's done. To, you know, she'll go, oh, wait a minute. No satisfaction guaranteed. But it's like, if, if I actually say, just, just off the top of my head to Johnny, if I say, Roger, does that name mean anything to you? There you go, you see. It's his window cleaner. Now, the moment I know... It's the win- And I was, I was just about to say, he's a bit of a pain. Pain of glass, window, looking through. He, he fell off the ladder the other week and he died. And I got that name through now. And I don't even know Johnny. We've never met before. Before now, we didn't, we didn't prearrange anything. But that name came to me straight off. Roger, it's, if I'll, I'll give you another name now. Dave. Hold that thought, hold that thought. I'm getting, I'm getting another message through. Craig. I'm feeling Craig, Craig... Craig works for your brother, and also it's uncanny because Craig 
This is not Craig who's passed over, but Craig Birchall, who has got the travel now. It's uncanny, isn't it? Here he is. <laughs> Thank you for that. Good morning, Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. I love that. Pippa spends the day at Wimbledon. Pippa trains for the Blenheim Triathlon. Pippa flies to Madrid for a party with friends. Just remind me, somebody, is this the Middleton sister who's got a job? If so, what is it? Do tell. But my favourite thing this week uh, was watching Prince Albert dragging that poor, I don't want to marry him, uh, woman down the aisle. Looked like somebody was holding a gun to her, the, the side of her head, I think. He, he gets married looking for all the world like the Pillsbury Doughboy. And, uh, and she's there. And when he went to kiss her, you could see her practically backing off. Like, don't touch me. You know, this is a man with two illegitimate children already, and there could be a third. And uh, she quite clearly didn't want to get married. You could... The, 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 I mean, the chemistry between them was like... As I say, he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy, or failing that, the, the oldest turkey in the shop who's joined a marching band in America because he's wearing a, just the comedy outfit of all comedy outfits. Well, what I thought were Cadbury's buttons on there and something that looks like a Cadbury's CD... You know, Cadbury's Dairy Milk Award which I thought was quite funny as well. I quite like those things. But uh, they really looked uncomfortable. She's having to walk and he sort of waves. And, and then he does the worst speech ever at the wedding. Meanwhile, over in Canada, Prince William and, uh, and lovely Catherine have had to do the usual tree planting. That's where somebody plants the thing. They just have to put some earth on top of it. That makes it a royal tree. OK, that's a royal tree. And then they got booed by a few people. But who cares? A few people don't like, the, don't like the monarchy. Who cares? Nobody worries about them. They're saddos anyway. I think they're doing an excellent job. Very good indeed. She's fitted perfectly in. Fitted perfectly. In fact, you could have taken her out to the showbiz party of the year. I didn't go, thank God. I was busy washing the cat. And I decided it wasn't worth going because apparently it was wall-to-wall celebrities as uh, everybody's favourite old chav... Cheryl Cole celebrated her 113th birthday, and she did it in style at the Sanderson Hotel, where they say it's £1,000 a night. No, it's not. You can get a room there from 170 quid. It's quite reasonably priced. It's just over the road from here. It's very nice, you know, if you like modern, stark kind of thing. I'm not into the Sanderson. I like old, traditional hotels, but everybody, everybody to their own. And so they said the penthouse suite was 1000 They've done lazy journalism here. It's £2,320 for the night. I know because I've just booked it for 11 nights on the internet just for fun, just to see how much it costs. And it came up, I think, at £16,000. And uh, so Cheryl had her 28th birthday party. And who turned up? Hardly anybody. Hardly, there were no celebrities. Kimberly from Girls Aloud, again. Nicola, again. Oh, God. Two of the most boring people. Fergie and Talisa. Exactly. I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, Ashley Cole came in, you know, practically under a blanket into the underground car park, which must be accessed by the back, because I've walked around the hotel a few times. I don't know where their car park is, unless it's somewhere else. And, um, and, and sort of came in there and then ended up going to the party, uh, which is strange, actually, because afterwards the hotel issued a press release saying he'd been there. So hardly worth Ashley doing your silly little I'm hiding girl act. Anyway, he came in, Cheryl kissed him, kissed him passionately, did a sexy dance and sat on his lap. Uh, you are weak, aren't you, Cheryl? It's a shame, really. Anyway, they had this party, as I say, with nobody famous, and they went upstairs to the penthouse suite. End of dreary party. We're back on. How boring. Mind you, she's not at all happy. Uh, she's uh, denied reports that she was dumped by Derek Hoff. You remember Derek Hoff? He's the slightly not as butch as the rest of them dancer in America who wears tight white T-shirts and carries a little dog under his arm. 
you know, far be it from me to say he's not as butch as the rest of them, but he's a dancer, and what, what can I tell you? And uh, she says, I broke things off. She's furious that Derek claimed he split with her because uh, she never wanted to go out partying, and she's agrophobic. Well, that explains everything, doesn't it? Cheryl Cole, agrophobic. You've had everything else, love, haven't you? But uh, there she was, the, the two-foot Barbie doll with n- what Nicola was wearing. I've got no idea, love. You look like a badly made duvet. I've never, I've never seen such a bad outfit, and you're supposed to be a fashion person. God in heaven. And Kimberly as well. That same old ropey outfit again, Kimberly. And there was no Sarah Harding. Oh, we miss Sarah Harding when she doesn't, you know, go to parties and fall over. That's very funny. We always like that kind of thing. But it, it was the showbiz party, the papers would have you believe. Uh, for anybody who was around there, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was a little bit naff. However, over in PR world... Very exciting. The award for the most startling statement of the week goes to Katie Price for this little gem. Over the years... Sorry. Over the years, I haven't hidden Harvey away, and he's occasionally appeared on my shows. Occasionally? He's on every week, love. In fact, the last time he appeared on, you invited the camera crew in to watch him in his bath, which we all thought was slightly worrying. Anyway, old Jordan exposes her children to the TV limelight far too much, writes Kevin O'Sullivan. But there's no doubt she loves her disabled son and now is not the time to knock her. So on Sky Living's documentary Standing Up for Harvey, Telly's top topless mum laboured the very reasonable point that Frankie Boyle was wrong to crack feeble jokes about a poor defenceless boy who's blind, autistic and diabetic. He was wrong to assail us with his criminally unfunny joke, but that's another issue. So off Katie went to ask a series of people whether or not it's a good thing to make fun of kids with learning difficulties. Who was ever going to say yes? I mean, you know, it was a pointless programme. A seething mother protecting her firstborn or a media-savvy C-lister exploiting a golden publicity opportunity. Or both, you decide. That's exactly what she does. She exploits Harvey. She puts him on the TV. I don't really think you should film a 12-year-old boy in the bath with a a camera crew. I really don't. And other people in there. I'm sorry. Perhaps she thinks that's quite normal behaviour. I don't think it's normal behaviour. And uh, she exploited the situation. But at the end of the day, who gives us stuff? Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Uh, as you get a little bit older, what should you be wearing? I went, uh, we went to uh, Essex. Yes, sorry, we, well, we, we were in Essex, we were in Epping. And uh, we parked next to the pub. And this girl walked past us. And even the kids said, what is she wearing? And she had very, very, let's say, generous legs. I think generous would be a good thing. And she was wearing tights, but those patterned tights things where... The skirt was so short that you could see everything. And she was she was too large to be wearing a short skirt. And we all looked, and it, it must look really funny, actually, because she was standing... And I thought... And we all said the same. If you want to dress like a tramp, you're going to be treated like a tramp. She looked awful. Her friend who was with her should have said, you really look awful in that outfit. It does, But nobody ever says anything. I wanted to wind the car window down as we turn the car around, stop next to her and go, you really look like a tramp. But I'm too polite to say that. I'm too polite. But why don't girlfriends tell people? They, they turn up, they must look at them and go, what the hell do you look like? There was a girl staggering round Trafalgar Square earlier on. Actually, there was a very sweet side. There was a very good photo opportunity in Trafalgar Square. As I came through, there's a guy and a girl, obviously went to a party, and he's holding about 20 coloured balloons. And he said, it looked really good, actually. I thought, that's a good picture. But anyway, there's another girl saying, the skirt was a micro mini skirt. I mean, even more micro than you can imagine. And I'm not a prude. Lord knows I'm not a prude. But it was, she had the fake tan on. 
She, she's got the bleached hair with the really bad, cheap old extensions at the back, where you can see the, the, the Kirby grips that are holding them in. And you think to yourself, it's wrong. Have your Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's all the perfect car for you, says Mary, on the way back from Devon. A Maybatch. Is it a Maybatch? A Maybach. I've never even heard of it. What is it? Like a, a massive executive limousine. Oh, dear. Simon Cowell's got one. Oh, has he? He's also got a Phantom. He's got a Rolls Phantom. She says uh, it was expensive, starting from 275000 Mary, I'm not lowering my standards for anybody. I mean, it really, it's, it's far too cheap. 275000 You see, I think my insurance on that would probably run about uh, 8000 a year, I would think. Uh, and somebody here, anonymous, but you can tell that they're ex-Pride members. 17,000 coffee shop listeners. Hmm, you wish. Actually, do you know, we have the London audience on Sunday morning. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. Nothing comes close. Nothing comes close. Sarah went to see the railway, children. Uh, it is fantastic. Go see it. If you've not seen it, go see it. It's got a real train and everything. And Tom in Islington is obviously on a downer this morning. All the royalty and government people have got jobs. They're swindlers, con men and con women. Yeah, but you live in Islington. It's the con capital, isn't it, I think, Islington? More people mugged in Islington than anywhere else. Uh, Debbie says, have you seen this week's OK magazine, The Rise of Ellen Rivas? Isn't that the little waitress who apparently went out with Peter Andre? Pfft, as if. As if. How did she get close to Elton John? She didn't. The pictures you were looking at were from Elton John's white tie and tiara ball. And as it's sponsored by OK, they send all the guests in. Elton doesn't know half these people. He certainly doesn't know Ellen Rivas. And so when they go in, they have their their picture taken. And that's why they donate so much money to Elton's charity. So you fill up a magazine, probably over about two weeks, I should imagine. And uh, that, that's how it works. So they all go there. He doesn't know anything. He, he, you see Elton John hanging around with Ellen Rivas, a woman with so little talent... It's almost embarrassing. And I forgot to mention at the beginning of the programme, if you want to be in with the rich people, the one thing you have to have and you must have in your collection is an Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover that goes with it. This is what we're offering today in the Steve Allen special. It's brilliant. It's absolutely... I bring mine with me everywhere. If I'm going home on the train, then uh, I'm, I'm generally to be found sort of going through YouTube and iTunes and everything else. It can be yours. The second generation iPad is even better than the first one. It's thinner. Lighter design, faster processor and graphics, uh, gameplay, viewing of HD videos, all improved dramatically. It's got two cameras, one front, one back. So you can talk face-to-face with a friend, take photos and record your own HD movies. We're also going to include the leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad but transforms it into a perfect stand. It's magnetic, so you just hold it, the two together and it, it clicks on. It's excellent. Person with the lowest unique bid will win, lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer will come down at 10 o'clock this morning, and as it's 25 to 8, you've, uh, you've got a little bit of time to get your hands on this one. To play this, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence. If you want to bid uh, £3.07, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 307, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid, say, 80 pence, you just text Steve, 80, just 80, and then send that to treble eight. Two one. If you want to bid thirty seven P, it's Steve thirty seven, and then send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. You've got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. The iPad two and the leather smart cover will be won by somebody at ten o'clock this morning. It's got a ten hour battery life and a nine point seven inch high resolution LED screen. It really is. The thing to have to impress your friends and neighbours and loved ones. And you could, because you can watch your movies on it, you can just put a stick it in the back of the car for the kids. And they will absolutely love it. 
Uh, another of your Magic Circle guests says, Bridget was on Penn and Teller last night. Piff, the Magic Dragon, and Mr Piffles, his little chihuahua. He did one of the tricks he did last week, but unfortunately, he didn't fool Penn and Teller. It's not that easy, is it, to fool Penn and I don't think it's that easy. I couldn't, I couldn't fool them for love nor money. Uh, absolutely the best interview ever. Kim Cottrell, says Annie. She was lovely. If you looked at the picture... Oh, on the LBC website. You have to go on and have a look, because we, we, we not only the pictures of Kim Cottrell and me, and uh, she looks a lot better than I do, a lot better, but we've got the world's first Cockney cash machine on there. There is a Cockney cash machine in the East End, and after we did... We went out to do uh, Wilton's, and after we'd done Wilton's musical, we went round to have a look at this Cockney cash... You've never seen anything like it. It's, it's become a tourist thing. And in fact, now people know where it is. They're all going to be going, I want to go and use the... Because you neither do it in English or in Cockney on this machine. So if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, there's pictures of the Cockney cash point in there. It's ever so funny. I'd never even heard of it before. So when, when Adrian said, we're going to go and look at this Cockney cash machine, I had no idea what he was talking about. I wasn't really sure what to expect, whether or not there was a, a pearly king and queen standing next to it. But uh, it was very good. So the picture's on the LBC uh, website. 84850. Listen to you every morning, says Tina. Amazing how life can change from one day to the next. My husband and son both lost their jobs this week, having a devastating effect on the family. So people think that countries' crises won't affect them. It will. It'll come and bite you when you least expect it. It is when two people lose their jobs uh, in, a, in a family. It's not that easy. We were talking about this, strangely, the other day. And I was talking about it with, with some friends of mine, and we were all saying the same thing, that years ago, because uh, Nathan wants to be a stockbroker, because stockbrokers are rich, and, and surprisingly, Charlotte, who's 16, wants to be a policewoman. But she wants to be a policewoman with, with, with a dog. She wants to, not a, not a, she, she wants to do the, the drug dogs. So she wants to do that. She said, it's amazing who you tell... At school, some people who say nice, oh, that would be nice for you, and other people who are so anti the police. She said, so I, I don't bother telling them anything anymore. And people say, what do you want to be when you leave school? She said, I don't know yet, I haven't decided. <laughs> and, uh, and I was saying that we didn't have the problem when I left school years ago. There was no, you didn't have to think I won't find a job, because there were loads of jobs out there. Loads of jobs. But you listen to some of the kids, and I said last week on the programme, you know, when you hear the kids in the street and they're all talking like this, and you think, where do you think you're going to work? You quite clearly are inarticulate, so you can't answer the telephones for anybody. We couldn't put you in a shop because, you know, you go up to someone, yes, yeah, so what are you looking at? You look, well, look at this, what are you look at that for? You know, and, and these are white kids, so you've got no idea what they're talking about. And you do worry about where they're going to end up. And the answer is on the Jeremy Kyle show, because that is just, it's never-ending, isn't it? Absolutely never ending. And people, you sometimes begin to wonder where they get all these people from. Uh, great programme, says Catherine. Ha 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 ha. And uh, my husband, David Graham, is chairman of the Heritage Foundation, which, in conjunction with RAF Bomber Command, started off this whole campaign. Um, um, yes, I mean, we should be doing something on LBC about it. I mean, all I wanted to do, actually, Catherine, is buy some of the photos. Is there a website that people can go to to buy... Fo- and I'd love some of them signed as well by some of the guys. I mean, I'm happy... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I like paying for things like this. I'm always the first one to put their hand in, in the pocket. So if there's a website, that would be fantastic that people can go to uh, so they can raise as much money as possible. I'm all in favour of things like that. But I would really love to buy some of these photos. And I'm, I'm so sorry that I couldn't stay at Squires yesterday. 
You never know who's listening to this programme, do you? I mean, you, you start talking about something, and immediately the, uh, the, 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 the wife of the man who is chairman of the Heritage Foundation uh, is there for us. So uh, I'd love to hear more about it. If there is a website, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Rowena and Mark, good morning. Listening on the iPad in uh, Landudno in North Wales. Hello. Managed to get us... I don't know what I thought. What's that got to do with it? Hello. <laughs> All of a sudden, I became quite quite Welsh. I became a bit... Uh, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. And they've just had the Starbucks instant coffee. It's not bad. I just had it now. I just had it. I don't think you want many of them. I've, because otherwise, you're up on the ceiling by the time you get home. I had to walk... I'm oh, really embarrassed. I'd, I'd, you know, I ordered these candles the other day. I didn't... I inadvertently... Or, I'd forgotten how many I ordered. I thought I was pushing one. I've ended up with 14. Uh, of these candles, which are going to go for Christmas, but they're so heavy I can't lift them home. So I've had to bring in a little trolley. So I brought a trolley, and it's sitting downstairs, and uh, and I'm going to put <laughs> have to wheel it back to the car. I look so stupid walking through Leicester Square this morning. Even I thought I looked stupid. Terrible, terrible. Noreen made it to Brighton, entertained on the journey home by a lady who made three phone calls, argued with all of the people she called. Why do people make private calls on a packed train? I know. You so want to pick up the phone and throw it out the window, don't you? You really do. Yeah? Yeah? Mm-hmm? Yeah? Uh-huh? <laughs> uh-huh? Mm, yeah? And that's the extent of an intelligent conversation nowadays. James Whale is off to go and play uh, Cowboys and Indians in the woods today. Because he goes deep into the woods. I mean, he actually dresses up as Robin Hood, you know, which is quite nice. It's got nothing to do with Cowboys and Indians. He's, he's got the tights and everything. He hasn't got the legs, admittedly, but he has got the tights. And he puts it all on, and for some reason they go deep into the woods, and 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 they go deep into the woods. That's all I can tell you about the whole thing. I don't know what they do down there. He keeps telling me that they, they do something with bows and arrows, but I'm not totally convinced. I think the truth of the matter is, I think they just enjoy going down there, tying each other up, and, uh, and the best one could be a Queen Scout, you know, which is quite a nice idea. And they all come back and sort of, you know, ging, gang, gooly, gooly. They do that kind of stuff. Neil, good morning, from Shogun Print. Good to see Piff the Magic Dragon on Penn and Teller last night. He was great at the Magic Circle last week. He didn't, he didn't go anywhere with Penn and Teller, did he? But uh, he was very good with us at the Magic Circle. Actually, he's got another event uh, coming up. And I can tell you, it's on Saturday the 9th of July. God, that's coming out quick, isn't it? At the Magic Circle with, uh, with Faye Presto. And it's on themagiccircle.co.uk. Tickets are £15. And they'll be doing their uh, their extended shows. So www.themagiccircle.co.uk. OK. But Thursday the 7th of July is part of the Earl's Court Festival. An evening magic show called The Art of Magic. Line-up is with uh, Ian Keeble and uh, also with, uh, with Russell Levinson. Indian illusionist Bharat Patel and Irish comedy juggler Michael Pierce, Compared by Tim Fitzheim. Is it Fitzheim? It's an interesting one. Uh, tickets there, £8 at the Phil Beach Hall near Earl's Court Station. Doors open 7.30. Details on the Earl's Court Festival website, which is very nice. Uh, another one here. Uh, this is uh, from Sue Jensen, who's singing in the Chiswick Rock Choir Concert on Saturday the 24th of July at the Waterman's Theatre in Brentford at 7.30. Should be a great night. I sing here in the break. I've started singing a lot. I've started singing a lot, actually. I do Christmas car- I was doing Christmas carols in the car yesterday. Nothing a bit stupid around here. You know, and Johnny then said, you know, still trying to get me to go down near his place. And because uh, he's got a dartboard in the garage. Worrying, worrying. And uh, he said, why don't you come down? He said, could we do Christmas carols in the pub? I said, I don't think the good Lord wants to see people squaffing and quaffing drinks back while singing, Ark the old angels sing, glory to the newborn king. 
you know, the Essex down there. But he said he said they have a brass band and everything. You can imagine, can't you? <laughs> a tiddly, a tiddly choir singing. So I suppose it's quite a nice idea. But I sing carols all the time. I love it. I absolutely love singing carols. Mind you, I sing full stop. If only I could sing properly. I do sometimes. I really let rip in the car. I really let. Rip. <laughs> People look at me going, but they probably think I'm just on the phone because I do. I do sing quite loudly. I think I'm quite good, actually. I am when I'm going at high speed. <laughs> when I say high speed, I mean, it's not, not that fast. And, uh, right, 84850, steve at Anne-Marie Minhall's in to look at the papers in uh, 15 minutes' time. We take all your texts and emails. 84850, steve at Stephen Croydon is off to Bath today. I thought, actually, you'd written, I'm off to have a bath today, which your neighbours are eternally grateful. And uh, John the Projectionist went to the Gielgud Theatre, and he saw a wonderfully funny stage musical. No, it wasn't Andrew Lloyd Webber, but it was the highly camp 1930s musical farce Lend Me a Tenor, with a very talented Matthew Kelly and Joanne Riding. He said it's a very, very good show. Yes, we recommend it as well. Lend Me a Tenor, the fabulous Matthew Kelly. All of that and more. Quarter to eight is the time. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Here's Craig. Hello, Steve. M23. Point three. We've got you all this morning, haven't we, from Bomber Command? Because Vanessa is the wife of the chairman of the Bomber Command Association. The website is, quite simply, bombercommand.com. And there are links to the memorial from the site. They're trying to raise six million. They've raised 5.6 million already. Isn't that fantastic? You know, when you read something like that and you think, that is so fantastic. So, uh, brilliant, brilliant. Five, they just need another £400,000, he says, just. And uh, I'm going to try and find out more about these, uh, these photos. I need to find out about these photos here. But uh, they've got all sorts of things, and they're going to have this memorial. And um, it looks wonderful, actually. It really does look wonderful. And the objective of Bomber Command is to promote the efficiency of the Royal Air Force and preserve the traditions by maintaining contact between past and present members of Bomber Command and Strike Command. And you can donate, and they've got bombercrew.com. And if you can't go to the RAF Museum in London or Cosford in the West Midlands, visit their website. And uh, they've got all sorts of stuff. The theygaveeverything.co.uk, and that's stories and pictures of those who flew. Good website. What a nice thing. What a nice thing. So we're sort of having a look at that, and they talk about Bomber Command, and they talk about the, uh, the salute to them. And uh, it's this memorial... Uh, is to go ahead as planned. It's to honour the 55,573 men who lost their lives in World War Two. It's amazing, isn't it? And I know that this has been headed up by uh, uh, Robin Gibb and uh, Jim Dooley and uh, everybody else. So it's, it's really fantastic, actually, really fantastic. They're hoping it's going to be dedicated in May 2012 and diary permitting... Uh, the Queen, they're hoping, will be able to do that. But it's the photos I want. I want the photos. You can buy the photos. Do you have to wait until you see the guys? Do I need to go up to to the REF at Hendon? Do let me know, Vanessa. Because I'd love to buy a few photos. Even if they're not signed by the guys, I don't, I don't mind. I'm more than happy to just buy photos. But I know that they've got these uh, rarely seen photos. So that would be lovely. Thank you very much indeed for that. I've always said you never know who's listening to LBC. Even on a Sunday morning. You really don't know. Do you? Which is great. Uh, listening to you uh, in Portugal, says Liz. My mum's seriously ill 
and uh, and uh, we're playing the waiting game. So wish her well. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least you've got some lovely weather. The sun rising over the mountains. The only noise, a dog barking in the distance. Sounds like a film, doesn't it? Sounds like a film set. You can just imagine what that's like. Uh, Bomber commander at the Shepperton Squires on the 23rd of July, says Bundle. Thank you for the Sarnies. Love the Magic Circle event. So the Shepperton Squires on the 23rd of July. I'm presuming that's a Saturday. Presuming that's a Saturday. Well, if it is, I shall try and try and make it down to uh, to that one. Um, my friend Helena's up. I think so. Too. Oh, five to eight in the morning, actually. She says very happy because Tallulah has finally been to the toilet in the flower bed. So they're getting there. It's a bit of a slow process because she put the cat flap in, and then and then they they didn't quite work out how to get outside. So she took them outside and then tried to teach them how to come back inside. And she put the litter tray outside. It's a slow process, this, but she, she's got there eventually. She's good, isn't it? Must be feeling, I bet it's lovely down there today. I bet it's lovely. Absolutely lovely. Uh, Barbara was watching the ghastly mockery at the Monaco wedding on the TV news. I definitely felt a Mrs Merton moment coming on. Tell me, Princess Charlene, what was it that first attracted you to the fat, bald, philandering, <laughs> princeling millionaire, millionaire that is Prince Albert? She didn't look happy, did she? She didn't look happy. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Paul says, love the Kim Cattrall conversation. So you needed a trolley to move the Penhaligon's candles. You do when there's 14 and they weigh a ton. It's a proper trolley. Steve Allen trolley dolly. Oh, it, could be, it could be said, actually. I don't have any problem with that at all. Uh, other stories in the papers today. Uh, Anne-Marie will go through these a bit, bit later on. I'm trying to find something that was interesting. Um, because it's all... Um, they've got Colleen out again. This is Colleen Rooney. They don't actually do anything, the Roonies. They just go on holiday and she buys clothes. And uh, they're very happy. She's happy with his cheating. And he's happy with the fact that she's a doormat. So everybody happy all round there on that one, I think. Here's um, uh, Cheryl and Ashley. I don't know what outfit you're wearing, Cheryl, love. And it was so nice that Will I Am uh, was not there, but, uh, but apparently sent a cake and everything else. And he's her mentor. Funny that. I thought Simon Cowell was your mentor. But uh, I suppose you have to be grateful to him, because without Simon Cowell, you would be nowhere. Brian is sitting in the garden with a coffee. You on the radio, family still in bed, just about to water the 40 hanging baskets. How lovely. 40 hanging baskets. Actually, we've all got them in Twickenham now. They've gone, they've gone hanging basket crazy in Twickenham. Because the Indian restaurant has got them. And then Sandy's, the fish shop, they've now got one, two, three, four, five, six, and then two, three. So they've probably got eight... Lots of watering out there. And then the travel agent next door, they've got hanging baskets. The council have got hanging baskets up. I love hanging baskets. Absolutely fantastic. I love it. More the merrier. Here's a silly little girl's blouse, Alex Reed, out on the town. Alex, I don't want to point this out to you yet again, but you're 35. Stay in. You're too old, OK? You're too old to go out into nightclubs. It's, it's for, for numpties and uh, little Chantel Houghton. Sorry, what, what do you do, Chantel? I mean, uh, you don't do anything, do you? I just remembered, actually. You lurch out of one relationship into another, and then it makes the papers. And that's just about it. McClyde's Tom Fletcher has recently got engaged, but he said he's dreading the stag do. Oh, I, I don't do stag do's. I saw a programme on the television yesterday. They did a whole hour on the Brits abroad and how they just go to, you know, Budapest, and they just get drunk. They just get drunk and they had the waitresses in the, in the restaurant saying, all the British do, they come here and they drop their trousers. And it's... I said, you want to be here in London? It's like that round here. It's very sad, isn't it? Here's a Waste of Space, Kerry Katona. What do, what do you do? You're £350,000 in debt. You've told us you've got £400 in the bank. What do you do? Do you put yourself on the council waiting list? No. You go and rent another house for 
£2,800 a month. I don't quite get how that works out. But uh, this one's got half a dozen bedrooms and a pool. It's not working, of course. Uh, and they say here, it's believed her rent will be looked after by Can TV, who produced her reality show, The Next Chapter. Why would they? Can TV is Claire and Neville. That's, that's the agency. Why would they look after that? They don't manage her anymore. Why would they be paying the rent? You know, Claire forked out for the last lot, very generously. But apparently a source said, uh, a source close to the former Atomic Kitten said... She was never an Atomic Kitten that had any hits, OK? Let's just get this straight. She was in the group. She couldn't sing for Toffee. They got rid of her. They brought in somebody and they started having the hits, OK? It looks as if her new management company will be paying the rent. She's fallen in love with the house and can't wait to move in. She's got no money. Why do we have to put up with chavs like this? Why can't we just kick her out? You know, her fault she, uh, she had the children. You know, obviously she loves them. But, I mean, you know, you, you put yourself on a council waiting list. You're not earning any money. She doesn't learn, does she? She does not learn at all. And, um, strangely enough, for 15 years, I don't know if you ever remember seeing this, since the cast of Full Monty came to Sheffield to film the story of the group of desperate doll cue pals who tried to make a few bob getting their kit off, but uh, they're back again. They're back again. And, uh, they actually found five local lads who would get their kit off. Okay, no trouble round here, let me tell you. Absolutely. In fact, making them kick their kit on is the problem round here. They'd all, they'd love to do something. They really would. You ask them around here. Would you like to do a full Monty? Try and stop me. You know, they're like that. All the ones from Essex, anyway. Are the rest of us are going, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, another one here. Oh, there was somebody writing about The Apprentice. I've given up with The Apprentice. I've suddenly realised that all the people on it are really stupid. They really are not only stupid, they're delusional as well. And there was one who was mentioned earlier on, and I can, I can never remember their names, because I, I, I tend not to do names on the... Uh, on the, the Apprentice people, for the simple reason that they all look exactly the same. I think every series has been the same. They've, they've dragged out the same ridiculous people. Oh, they're going to do um, a version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Well, I should be politically correct and say Snow White and these seven people of restricted stature. Because apparently you can't say dwarves. And then I checked on the, uh, on the PC thing and said, yes, you can say dwarves because that dwarfism is what they have. So you can say, you can say dwarves, so that's OK. And um, it, they say Ray Winston... It's going to be playing one of the... Well, how are they going to work that out? The people they've got lined up, uh, Ray Winston, Bob Hoskins, Eddie Izzard, Ian McShane, because he's tiny, Toby Jones, uh, Eddie Marson and Stephen Graham. I don't know who the last three are. They're obviously very well known, but I, I don't know them, I'm afraid, which is a bit of a shame here. But here is it. Let's get something straight, writes Kevin O'Sullivan, about his lordship's favourite idiot, Melody. Useless. They're all useless on The Apprentice. Not one of them has got an ounce of intelligence. They're all thick as bricks. Thick as bricks. She's even worse than Jim O'Dim, and that's saying something. Week after calamitous week, monstrous melody wrecks her team's chances, and like so many seriously stupid people, she thinks she's a genius. In other words, this deluded fool is classic fodder for The Apprentice. I mean, they are stupid, aren't they? They really are. You know, you couldn't find thick people like this if you trawled the gutters of Paris. Because they're all here. I mean, this woman is so unbelievably stupid. She was a bit like Stuart the, ba the Brand Bags, or whatever his name was. Another stupid idiot of the first order. I mean, they're the sort of people you'd stand in the pub with, and they'd be saying, yeah, I'm going to build a garage today. And you'd be going, yes, of course you are, Popsy. You just sit, you, you sit back in a chair, we'll plug it in for you. And uh, luckily for Melody and Uber Twit Tom, lying Zoe's presence... Uh, pretense that she never liked their nasty snap-and-share cookies were so shameless she was promptly fired. They are, where do they find these thick people? Is there anybody who's ever been on The Apprentice who's actually got a modicum of intelligence? Answer, no. They're all stupid. 
Absolutely. They are so deluded. Their parents must be glad to be rid of them, I should imagine. Uh, we found the photos, we think. We found the photos of, uh, of Bomber Command. Uh, www.626-squadron.co.uk photos. We'll try that one. Anybody else come up with something? I'd like, I'd like to know where they all are, actually. Uh, the Croydon Police Station is open today. <laughs> of course it is. It's always open on a Sunday. That'll be turning out from the night before, won't it, down Croydon Way? Lovely. We love Croydon. It's lovely. And apparently they've got police horses, dogs, vintage police vehicles. That's just a normal fleet, isn't it, I think. And, um, and they've also got uh, lots more, says Scott. So enjoy that one today. 11 till 4. And you can go to the cells as well. As indeed many of you, if you live in Croydon, will have visited already, so you'll know exactly where they are. <laughs> I'm only joking, actually. I'm not really. I thought I'd say that now because everybody knows what I think about uh, Croydon. Taking a floor. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Uh, don't forget, how low for today? It's the Apple iPad 2 on the leather smart cover. It's going to go really low, this one, I promise you. Thinner, lighter design. This is the second-generation iPad. Really very nice indeed. Improved browsing, gameplay, HD videos. Two cameras, one front, one back. And uh, that makes you can talk face-to-face with a friend, take photos and record your own HD movies. I'll give you, with it, the leather smart cover that just protects the iPad, and then you flip it round and it turns into a stand for surfing, gaming or watching movies. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down. Ten o'clock this morning, so you've got just under the two hours. To play this game, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and uh, then your bid in pence. So if you think it's going to go for pound thirty-one, you text Steve, 131, and send it to treble eight two one. If you think it's going to fetch, say, six pence, you text Steve, six, and send it to treble eight two one. The computer will tell you if you have a unique bid. Competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Thank you to everybody who's uh, sending in all their, um, their ways of me trying to find these photos. We're not having much luck, actually, at the moment, but we're getting there. So the Croydon Police Station opened today. That'll thrill everybody in Croydon. You can just imagine all the people around there going, I'm not going anywhere near that place. <laughs> and uh, they've got police sources, dogs, vintage police vehicles and loads more from 11 till 4 and thank you to all the people who are telling us about that. And Anne-Marie Minhall is back with the papers. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good, thank you. Very good. It's very nice to see you. I am now singing and humming Christmas carols thanks Sorry, to you this morning. I, I don't mind it, though. I love it. It happens. Love it. it happens. It may be Why, why do they just today? have to be at Christmas? Why can't we sing Christmas carols all year round? Someone said to me... The saddest part of the year is Boxing Day because it just means it's the furthest point to when Christmas... Yeah isn't with us. Doesn't stop me, I'm telling you. Doesn't <laughs> stop me. I'm still there. I'm still there. Mandy and Maidervale says, have you heard about the gold machine where you can buy gold bars or coins? Um, I wouldn't. There's a piece in the paper today that says the uh, the value is not what you think it is. No, is it about, it's supposed to be worth something like £47 and one reporter tested it yes. and then took it to a pawnbroker's yep. who said I wouldn't give you 25 quid for it. I know. So, you know, it's it's a machine, you know, I think you have to take it with a pinch of salt. It's probably a bit novel. Yes, and it doesn't take credit cards. You have to put cash in. Cash it. in, yeah, I bet. But what? So what is the point? I don't really understand. Well, people think that they're buying as an investment, aren't they? Right. But of course, all these places that I mean, we were in in Kingston. I was in Kingston the other day, and there's a dry cleaners, and then to the side of the dry cleaner in the dry cleaning shop, we buy gold and silver in the dry cleaners. 
I mean, it's quite clearly everybody's setting up, but the rates that they're offering are terrible. In all these places, you know, you're not getting the true value because people... I mean, my, my friend Helena took stuff in. She found some old jewellery she didn't want and took it into a, a reputable jeweller's and he offered it. And she was quite pleased. She ended up with nearly £1,000 or just over 1000 wasn't it, Helena? Just over a thousand, something like that. Anyway, she was very happy. Put it towards a holiday. But why would you put? I mean, first of all, the line that you hear: "Got any unwanted gold around? Any unwanted jewellery?" Well, no, not really, because everything you've got, you want to keep it, or as you say, you take yes. it somewhere reputable. And why would you just put it in an envelope, gum it down, and, and send it? Send it. I know. And the worst thing is, presumably, once you've sent it off, that's the last you're ever going to see of it. Well, there's no guarantee, is there? No, Absolutely they have to no find it again. Presumably, somebody other end just opens it and empties. And then they just melt it down, so your prized possessions from the Archie Winifred. Is it in a shopping centre, this machine? Apparently so, yes. West, is it Westfield? Westfield, yeah. I think there, there, there's a few of them out. But they did say in the paper, I can't remember which, which paper it was. I think it's the mail. Is it the mail? Yes. Let's find it. Let's see if we can find it. Just to find it. Make sure we get it right. I, I have to laugh at the pictures of Princess Charlene's <gasps> first duty to stand by Albert. The very... Oh, here we go. Yes, the very first Princess Charlene. Uh, yes, that £47 pounds, uh, sliver of gold, 31 you've bought from Britain's first 24-carat vending machine. I won't give you £25 pounds for it. Yeah. Um, I suppose the markup is so high because these guys have to pay rent in Westfield and then there's all the fancy packaging. Yeah. He so said that's... you might just bridge the gap if all the major currencies of the world were to collapse at the same time, but otherwise you'd have to wait an awfully long time to break even, let alone make money. I could get 29 quid for it from a dealer in Hatton Garden, but I have to make a profit. The most I could give you would be £24. And he put £47 into the machine. So, my advice is maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. I'm glad you mentioned Princess Charlene. Yes. Which <laughs> what's such a... Um, a, a lovely title, lovely name. Um, because the papers, we, we have lots of weddings and potential reunions uh, dominating most of the papers this morning. But I did hear you mention, Steve, about um, this, the kiss between um, yes. Prince Albert and Princess Charlene. And if you compare them to our very own Duke and Duchess of Cambridge on the balcony uh, just a few months ago, um, and the kiss there, you, it it's not, doesn't, doesn't scream romance and, and adoration, does it, no. from either of them? no. Well, in fact, she, she disappeared, didn't she? I think the day before the wedding, all of a sudden, they'd go, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> but they'd luckily taken a passport off her, so she couldn't leave the country, so that was fine. Is this because... Speech of... at the wedding breakfast. No. Oh, it was dreadful. He was so uncoordinated, saying, uh, I'm not... Because he, he talks with an American accent. And he sort of said, you know, because I'm not here some of the time and I'm away and doing on business and all the rest of it. I'm thinking, yes, you're with other people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, but I just said, 50 million, they reckon it cost. 50 million. 50 million. How could a wedding cost 50? You should come down our way. They could do a much better deal at the Runnymede Hotel. Well, that's right. Or, or a castle. Unless, of course, you're not titled, in which case you mustn't have a wedding at a castle. I was talking know. to somebody the other day, and that she, she went to two weddings. The first one was, was family, and it was not very good. They'd done it on the cheap. The actual wedding meal was buffet food, like pork pies cut up and stuff like that. And they hadn't paid to have the rubbish taken away. It was all, it was all a bit naff, and the disco was in a room, and it was, it was really awful. And then they went to another really good one. And at the end of the meal, um, three of the waitresses came in and said, um, sorry to in interrupt, but we have... Uh, it's the chef's last day today. And uh, he'd like to come in and see, this is the last meal he's ever going to cook. So this guy comes in, and he starts singing. And they're called the Wedding Crashers. 
And then, after he's done his first song, and I've seen it on the video, he then starts miming to this woman singing, and it turns out she's been pretending to be a wedding guest. She's been to the service and eaten the meal, and she then stands up and starts singing. And, and they, it was really brilliant. And then the DJ said, and we've got a surprise for you, and they bring on George Michael. But it was a George Michael look-alike and sound-alike. And I've seen him on video. He was so good, he was better than George Michael. <laughs> and everybody was like... Everybody was singing along and doing the whole business. It was really good. It'd be a nice way to, to earn a living, wouldn't yeah. it? As a wedding crasher. Yes, the wedding crasher. I did go to um, a play once, which was taking place at the Café Royal, I think. And it was called, I think, The Wedding. And you go into what they'd made as the theatre and you sit down in pews with, with loads of other people who turn out to be all the actors and actresses from the cast and they reenact a wedding. But then a fight breaks out next to you. There'll be people saying, I, you never liked her. You never liked her. <laughs> we didn't want her in our family. And, the whole, and then the congregation start arguing and you're all in on it. I heard you mention the railway children earlier yeah. and I haven't seen it yet. I really... Fancy going to see, because they've got, is it Marcus Brigstock has just yes, yeah. taken on? Daddy, my daddy. And a real train. And a real A tra- real how, steam train. How do they sit the audience? Are you actually, are you on the platform? You're on the platforms. So it's how, on the, the Eurostar platform, you're either side. And how many do they seat? Oh, quite a few. Quite a few. So they've got action taking place and then the train comes in. Love to do that. I'm going to have to do that. It's doing really well. Sponsored by Yorkshire, I believe. Mm. I think that's the county as opposed to the T. <laughs> um, I'm looking at this uh, this gold machine, gold to go. It's a bit gimmicky, and you're not going to make any money out of it. If you put 47 in and get something that's worth 24, that doesn't strike me as being a particularly good investment. No, you know, no. it, it, it has to it has to be there for some time. I'm afraid. Um, I'm wondering about if there's any parties that you or me might be planning shortly. Mm. Whether we should get them sponsored, a bit like Cheryl Cole. Oh, yes. um, Was she sponsored? She was by a, a, apparently the birthday party was sponsored by a vodka company. Oh for goodness! So well, she can't even afford her own birthday. <laughs> you tight-fisted little so-and-so! How can you not afford your own birthday party? It was uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier. It was uh, held at the um, the trendy Sanderson Hotel, yes. uh, sponsored by a vodka uh, company, and oh. apparently. Um, according to one newspaper this morning, uh, they were so delighted about having this sort of PR coup of um, of Mr Cole <laughs> turning up um, that they issued a press release, which is, oh, one presumes, where this story has uh, found its legs, as it were. But, yeah, so uh, I'm just wondering, I might get in contact with a few people and just say, yes. getting a little small gathering, I wonder if you'd sponsor it. I'm cause... hoping to be sponsored by Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine used to write... The, do you remember the Henry Root letters? Oh, yes. Henry Root was this uh, guy, I think his name was Donaldson, and he used to write under the name Henry Root to all these different companies asking about different things and really getting them in knots. And a friend of mine did the same. And he, he used to write to people like um, Colonel Sanders and, and pretend to be... I think he was a scout mistress on one of them, saying that we'd very much like to recreate the, uh, the Colonel Sanders spices. But unfortunately, we don't have the financial wherewithal. Would it be possible for Colonel to send them the recipe? And so he'd write to all these people, and very kindly, these companies would write back. They obviously have departments who write back. He also wrote to uh, Mr Kipling, saying, we'd like to try your exceedingly good cakes, but they're way too expensive for us. We're all pensioners. <laughs> and they got sent a box of cakes. It was so funny. He just wrote these really, really funny letters. I think I think it's something we should um, we, we should we should try it. We should try it on. I wonder if you could, if you could actually sort of get people to do things like that and send you a little little something or a little box of yes. But I, I have to tell you, 
at my own particular radio station, we don't get many little boxes of goodies from anybody. Do you not? Well, we come into reception here at Leicester Square and there's, you know, lots of boxes of goodies and breakfasts waiting and oh, all yes. that sort of thing. And they all get breakfast. All get breakfast. Yes. Anything, for, anything for classic? No, no, no. no. Not this Steve Allen? No, nothing no. for Steve Allen, I'm afraid. <laughs> but you're right, all, all the breakfast shows from Johnny and everybody else, they all get all this breakfast delivered every day muesli and stuff oh, like that. Lots of things. Muesli, you know, jars and cups of coffee, cafetiers of this, that, and the other. Yeah. And beautifully gifted fruit baskets. And, oh, I've and seen that. some people share and some people don't. Oh, yes. Oh, believe you me. In our office, some people share and some people don't. <laughs> I wouldn't like to name names, but there's one person who the, who the food comes in and they almost devour it themselves and they go, oh, something else. They're shoveling it down so fast. Oh, that's rude. Which is really rude, actually. I'm not going to mention any names, I promise you. No. I'm getting quite panicky now in case they are going to name them. <laughs> it's uh, 16 minutes past eight. They say you can't put a price on... Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Don't forget the how low this morning. You've got until 10 o'clock to get your hands on my Apple iPad 2, and we'll chuck in the leather smart cover, which is really nice. And uh, your uh, your incentive for this is because it's going to go for pennies. It's seriously going to go low, 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 low prices. It's got everything on this one. It's got the 10-hour battery life, 9.7-inch high-resolution screen, thinner than the iPad 1. It's got two cameras on it. So you can uh, look at the front and look at the back and you can do face-to-face with friends and it's really fantastic and it'll go low prices. So on this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then you can be, uh, you can be thinking up your amount of cash. If you think it's going to go for 29p, you text Steve, 29, and send it to treble 821. If you want to bid, uh, say, £1.99, it's Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 199, and send it to treble eight two one. Competition finishes at ten. Got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. CLBC.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And the other thing you've got to remember, because he's in in uh, half an hour, forty minutes time, is Darren's here as a gadget guru. If you've got a question, do it now. Do the question now, and then send it in to Steve at LBC.co.uk. Okay, Steve at LBC.co.uk. But do it now. Question for Darren. We'll do them between nine and a half past. Anne-Marie Minhill, Minhill, I beg your pardon, is looking at the uh, papers this morning from our sister station, Classic FM. We've got uh, quite a few foodie stories. Love foodie stories. I love a foodie story. Um, Italian is apparently now our nation's favourite cuisine. Is it? Yeah. Pasta, spaghetti. Most people think spaghetti bolognese is actually a British dish. I don't know. They do. I bought tin spaghetti bolognese once. Did you? Tin spaghetti. I think Heinz do tin spaghetti bolognese. I have to be honest, it was quite nice. But I never have it out. I would never have it in a restaurant. It's too messy. Oh, yeah, well, you could, no, it's, it's just <laughs> not possible to eat spaghetti and make it look no. graceful. No, have it round your mouth. No. And apparently, I think, in some ways, it is a British invention, because I don't think the Italians would eat a bolognese sauce with a pasta-like spaghetti. They'd have it no. with something like a penne or, yeah. um, you know, a tubey pasta. Don't we have it with mincemeat? Yes. Don't we do mincemeat or something? Yes. I, can't, I always end up cutting up spaghetti with, uh, with scissors, with bite-sized pieces. I can't be doing with this, you know, <laughs> kind no, of thing. No. It's, it's one to have on your own in front of the telly yeah. or listening to the wireless with a spoon. With a spoon. And also a small hand mirror to see if you've thrown it down the side of your face. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, microwaves. <laughs> apparently um, families are eating more unhealthy ready meals at oh. the moment because the cost of fresh ingredients is continuing to bite so apparently a staggering 1.8 million of us eat at least one ready meal every day yeah uh, and 600,000 have so-called tv dinners 
twice a day, three and five, eating the same or more microwave meals than five years ago. I must share, I've got my stepmother down at the moment from Nottingham. And you do microwave? No, no, oh, she was horrified. I wish she... So we're coming back. Oh, as a small tangent, I love it. She's not been to London for a while, a good few years. And I feel very proud of my hometown because, of course, the sun was shining yesterday and we're going to Covent Garden and shopping and oh, take nice. a for lunch. And she's, I love this city. What a lovely vibe. And my father, I was swelling with pride. Thinking, <laughs> oh, lovely. So we're heading home. And I said, look, you know, we've been out for lunch. And I said, look, I've got some bits and pieces at home. And she's diabetes type two. And I said, yeah, yeah. I've got food in, you know, whatever you like. And she said, well, why don't we just get a ready meal and we'll microwave it? And I said, I don't do ready meals and I don't have a microwave. She was shocked Horrified. to the call. Horrified. Shocked you don't, to the call. You don't have a microwave? No. Oh. <laughs> and you've never done a ready meal? No. Really? I live on them. No. Well, I don't live on ready meals. I'm trying to think what I have. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do do steak and I do, you know, asparagus or whatever it is with it. And I haven't had a proper ready meal for a while, but I did have some... I would have things like prawn toast... That's all, right. have, that's all right, isn't yes. it? You can have that kind yeah. of thing. You you just cook then. I do. I like how old fashioned. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> how sweet. How cute. <laughs> how cute. <laughs> Cooking, ladies and gentlemen, because nobody does it now. The majority of people pushing prams up and down the high street, they 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 all go and eat fast food. That's all they eat. Yes. Yeah. And they wouldn't they wouldn't even dream of. Uh, of cooking a meal. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm Now and again, I'd be quite happy, you know, to buy a, a, a fish in a bag or something like yeah. that. I think it's more, you know, when you see, bless, when you see the, some people queuing up and they've got, you know, it's a, it's a roast meal on a plate that you put yes. in. And I thought, oh, and the worst thing is it says for one. For one. And I just which want is even to sadder. Take them under my wing and just go, oh, there, there, there. Oh, I know. It's see, I used to go out and just buy family meals. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me at the checkout. No. I started buying cat food as well. I don't think I haven't got a dog or a cat or something. <laughs> Talking of dogs, but there's this horrible picture in the paper today of dogs in the Philippines heading off uh, somebody's dinner plate. Awful pictures. And what they do is, they do, because they don't have any... Strangely enough, the, the Chinese do the same. They regard them as pets, but they also regard them as food. And so there's these poor mongrels, and they literally just round them up. They're all over the place. They stick a tin can over their muzzle, because there's no point in wasting a leather muzzle. They strap its legs behind it... And then they, they go off to the slaughterhouse and they just, they cut their throats, I'm afraid, and then they end up in restaurants. I don't think I've ever eaten dog. I don't think I'd really want to. No. Although, would I know? Would I stop eating it if I started eating it? I went, oh, this is lovely. And they go, it's dog. It's like cat, isn't it? I'm not cat. sure whether or I could snake. eat it. Oh, I couldn't eat snake. I think I'd know it was snake. <laughs> Even thinking about it makes me feel quite ill. I don't think I could eat that. No. There is good news. I know you're a sprout lover. There is a good yes. news for um, sprout lovers if you're female. Apparently oh. they boost fertility. Well, hey. um, <laughs> I always knew it. <laughs> well, I knew it. One of the um, uh, newspapers this morning, one of the Red Tops, is claiming that uh, Kate, Catherine Middleton, is uh, on a special fertility diet. Oh, for goodness I know. sake, honestly. Leave them alone. <laughs> They're saying the um, Katie's on a baby-making diet, oh. packed with sprouts and cream cheese, I'm presuming not together, yeah. to help her conceive. Experts say sprouts are rich in folic acid, which helps women's eggs mature and reduces the risk of birth defects. And the veg also contains something else, carbonyl, a natural compound thought to boost fertility. And cream Leave cheese. Leave them alone. They've been together for eight years. They don't want help in, you know, bake, making babies. I love the story this morning about he rode her across this beautiful lake in Canada and they spent a few secluded hours in this little... La, 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 la. Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she was probably baking. <laughs> it's so horrible, isn't it? Leave them alone. 
<laughs> They're just normal people, sort of. Normal people. Uh, that's on the front of the Daily Star, isn't it? Yes. Right. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a, sh- take a short <laughs> break. Uh, as, uh, yes. So quite a nice little shack, actually, isn't it? It does look quite nice, actually. It does. I like pretty. it a lot. And, and here's Jack P. Shepherd. Oh, and Lydia. I don't know. Lydia Bright. This is the, uh, she's some girl off the Essex programme. I'm going to stay single. Good. We're all very happy with that one. Not going to argue with you on that one, Lydia, okay? It's just laughable when you seriously think you've got a career going out of this. You haven't. It's just about to finish. LBC 97.5 Allen. Morning, everybody. Get those questions in for Darren quick as possible. You don't want to miss out. It's steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Darren will be here just after news at nine o'clock this morning. So if you've got a question about your computer or something's going wrong, let us know and we can sort it out for you. Uh, Anne-Marie's with us, looking through the uh, the papers today. So um, on the front of the, uh, the Daily Mail, you've got uh, Prince Charles accused of meddling in government policy. I think he's, he's called in lots of ministers, seven senior ministers to Clarence House in just ten months. And this sort of started or was sparked by the latest um, addition to um, Alistair Campbell's memoirs. He's yes. bringing out a new set. And, and, oh, uh, is he? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't remember, it was, it must have, I think it was Friday when um, he was saying that apparently Mr Blair found it um, a little frustrating at times when uh, His Royal Highness would like to talk about something and apparently even raised the matter with Her Majesty. Really? Mm. How lovely. How lovely to be sort of, you know, the, the, the power. The power. I did like this, um, this story. It's, it's, it's again concerning uh, Wills and his wife in Canada. And there was a guy in a wheelchair that they talked to. But he's only got 12 weeks left to live. And he made an effort to stand up. And they went, no, sit down, sit down. And then after he'd been sitting there a little while, they went, should we take him back inside? It's a bit hot out here today. And she held his hand and everything else. He's only 29. He's only 29. To be told you've only got, you know, literally weeks left to live because he's got... Uh, he, he's got sorry, no, Terry Joyce is, is 47. He's a former computer expert. Struggled to his feet. And the prince then, you know, and Kate said, sit yourself down. Don't, don't worry about it at all. And he said it made him feel a lot, lot better. Lot, lot better, but uh, it still doesn't doesn't make him any better. Mm. I'm afraid, but you know, physically he's still ill, but you know, mentally he he enjoyed that meeting. And I think it, it does do something for people, doesn't it? If they if somebody makes an effort to do that, I think so. I like Definitely. That story. One of the um, papers as well this morning, I think it's the Express. Um, Kate Middleton apparently talking of people that they were talking to, well wishers in in Canada. She opened up and said that she. Uh, she worries, um, open, you know, opened her heart over William's risky rescue missions. Um, but she said, you know, I understand that's what my husband has to do for a living and yeah. I'm here to support him. Um, we do like her. We do like we her. We do like her. We like her a lot, actually. Bad news, I'm afraid, for Fergie, though. Oh dear. Publishers have rejected a oh children's dear. book by Sarah Ferguson. Right. Shall I tell you what the book is oh, about? Yes. It's about a tree. All right that survived the 9-11 attacks. Right. OK. <laughs> the tree that survived the 9-11. And this is Sarah's latest tome, is it? Yes. It's oh, a 32-page book. Oh, about that many. Um, which is now apparently being put onto the internet instead. Um, publishers turned it down because um, they worried that Americans would find it offensive. Yes. Or just her. <laughs> <laughs> because she does have a book out called Being Sarah. Ah, and it's, I've heard it's, about it. Yes, it's a wonderful book. It's where she talks about in her mind she she's walking through a bluebell wood, 
And Prince Andrew's her mentor and her guide. They got divorced 15 years ago, but she's still droning on about it. You understand why he wanted to get rid of her, because, frankly, she's a bit clingy. She won't go. Do you remember that Ruby Wax interview? Not not long after the the divorce had come She went round the house. Went round the house and um, said, well, you should really you know, refer to me as HRH. And Ruby Wax Wax turned around and said, no, you don't have the title anymore. And she said, don't I? No. And I always remember that, because I thought, well... You remember that. I remember post-it notes. She had post-it notes on everything. Every drawer, knickers, you know, socks, bra, whatever it happened to be, she put post-it notes on. How peculiar. Really, she, well, she is very peculiar anyway. She, she is slightly odd. Mind you, talking of slightly odd, Prince Edward has managed to come up with another uniform for a man who quit the Marines for the theatre. Qu- quite a bit of a change there. Not exactly butch enough for the Marines. And, uh, and he, he, now t- he turned out uh, yesterday wearing a white navy... Uh, uniform from the Royal Fleet Auxiliary, a trooping the colour, he did the London Scottish Territorial Army proud, and he was wearing a different one. I mean, he, has he ever seen active service, you know, away, away from the bedroom or anything else? I mean, I'm not sure if Prince said, is he entitled to wear these uniforms? He's got nine honorary military titles. Nine mm. on. We must hand them out like jelly tots. This man couldn't go into battle if his life depended on it. You know, at least, at least Andrew did, in fact, do something. There's, um, I see that picture's just underneath another one of the happy couple from Monaco. Yes. And apparently Prince Albert wore three medals, including one that he awarded himself. Dear <laughs> me. I mean, they are a little bit... He, he just looks like a fat, overweight, ball bloke. I did like the, your description as, of the, as the Pilbury Doughboy. <laughs> well, he does look like the Pilbury Doughboy. He can't help it. It's just it. She just does look as though she wants to be there. No. She really does, and I know it's an awful thing to say. I'm sure we're supposed to wish them well, as they say, but... Uh, I wonder if there's preen up there. Oh, I bet so, yes. Do you, you not think? I would have thought so. Yes. Um, maybe that was part of the um, uh, the shepherd's crook to keep her in Monaco. Oh, right. To say, why don't you, you they know... They are rich. In Monaco, they do have very, very, very rich people. Very rich. I don't know why, because if I was really super rich, I wouldn't want to live among other super rich people. I want to live among poor people so they could appreciate my wealth more. <laughs> Who wants to live with rich people? Must be madness, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute madness. Apparently visitors to, to Westminster Hall um, have taken pity on MPs. Um, oh, good. As we know, uh, some MPs are claiming that uh, they're, they're hard done to and uh, a bit penniless now they can't... Um, get what they used to get on their expenses. Uh, workmen apparently placed a bucket to catch water, which was leaking from one of the, the ancient uh, roofs there. And they went to collect it, and it was half full of coins. <laughs> what is it with water and buckets and fountains where people chuck a coin in and make a wish? I don't know where that comes from. There's coins down here in Trafalgar Square. Yes. And and, you, what, why do, and they do it at the Trevi Fountain. In fact, they have to drain the Trevi Fountain every so often to hoover all the coins out. And apparently if you throw it a coin in the Trevi Fountain, it means one day you will return to Rome. Yeah. Well, then why don't you just buy another ticket for Rome? You know, you don't need to throw it. Save the coin. Save the coin. Or go to one of those gold machines, yeah. put £47 in, get... <laughs> get nothing. And get nothing. <gasps> so we went to a horrible restaurant next to the Trevi Fountain. It was a pizza restaurant. They were so rude, we vowed that we would never eat any tourist places, you know, any restaurants near a tourist thing. Around the, uh, the Colosseum in Rome, they have people dressed up as Roman gladiators. Yes. But you have to pay to have your picture taken with them. And Charlotte was only, I think, about... I don't know, she might have been 10 or 12 at the time. And she went to take a picture, as you do. She thought you could just take a picture. And he said, no, 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 you'll pay. Oh. And he, he swore at her. And I said, excuse me, she's only a little girl. Don't swear at her. 
And then I swore back. Yeah. Didn't make it any better, I'm afraid. And he then told me to go away in no uncertain terms. <laughs> so I did, but I, I threw some more words in. You yes. Know. Go away, you silly little foreign man, I said to him, dressing up as a Roman soldier when you're not really. Yes, men in skirts. Yes, men in skirts. Yes. Stand there with a sword. You have your picture taken. It's like these horrible living statues down at Covent Garden. I don't like them. Ghastly people. There's one again who dresses up as a, as a Roman thing with a sword. And you, you have your picture taken and you pay them. No. Ghastly. Yeah. Go and get a proper job, silly people. How do you feel about <laughs> chuggers? Oh, I hate them. I say I went them. out to bit of shopping round my local in. high street, and they're there with their tabards on. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, hello, hello. A complete stranger. Can I have your bank details? Yeah. Why, of course you can. Have you got two minutes? I go. No, no, I haven't. Do you, Do you care about um, polar bears? Not really. No, no, not today. But they are. You. And I, I, the, the argument is they're all earning about ten quid an hour. Are they, they, are they of the mm. acting profession? Is that mm. the... I, I do what right. Holly does. I meet, the moment I see them, because we get them a lot in Twickenham High Street, because they've obviously discovered there's a lot of gullible people, and I pick up my mobile. La, 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 have an imaginary conversation. They don't come anywhere near you. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, automa- or, or failing that, just, I tend to find one punch aimed at the lower, lower groin. They drop like <laughs> a tree, ladies and gentlemen. But they're, they're, like, <laughs> they're just, you know, you pass one, and then yes. another one jumps out in front of you. And I can't bear that, you know... Awful thing they jump at. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? Yes. Good morning, madam. So I, I've never met you. I think they're all from the acting profession. I'm mm. pretty certain they are students because they go. Have you got two minutes? I haven't. I haven't, I haven't, really. I haven't. And they walk backwards and talk to you at the same time. No, go away. Yes, go, go away, you horrible person. Go away now, for I call the police. You're begging on the streets, which is illegal. It is. I went to renew a subscription for a magazine on the telephone. Ring up. Hello, I've got a code. I want to renew my subscription. Oh, hello. I'm Kevin. What's your name? And I just said. My name is of no importance. I just want to renew yes. my... I got, and he really took the hump. He really took the hump. And it was he in Mumbai? No, I, it was quite a clear... You get a lot of Kevins in Mumbai, <laughs> I've discovered, because nobody wants to use proper names out there, so they give them Western names. Oh, really? Yes, it's most peculiar. Yes, my name's Kevin. What's your name? Is it all right to call you that? No, it's not. No. Actually, I'm still waiting for my membership card from Historic Royal Palaces. This is the second time they've cocked up. We're now into the third of the month, and it's still not arrived, the membership card. Were you and, renewing, or you've just joined? Uh, no, I, this is my third time of renewing, and I paid, and we're still waiting. Mm. And you think, come on, pull your finger out. You know, it can't be that complicated. You fill in a thing, it goes into a thing, and then the card arrives. No, it doesn't in their case. No. Is there a, is there a telephone number? This is a new thing you get things now. There's no telephone number to call anyone. No, I know. Uh, there is on this one. I've got to find it, though. But the trouble is, that the moment you've renewed, you throw the stuff away. Yes. Yeah, of course you do. And because why would you keep it? Otherwise you have paperwork all over the place. Dreadful, dreadful, <laughs> dreadful thing. Um, they've got a, a picture here, actually, of uh, wild animals. I'd be so livid if a man kissed me. And uh, they're, they're, they're talking, Dan, Dan Fielder, and why we go such great lengths to provoke creatures that should be left alone in the wild. And I think it goes back to Secret and Roy, and they've got these, but all these were, oh, were right. bred in, in captivity. They're sort of, there's a man wrestling the other day with, a, I think, a polar bear that he's brought up as a cub. And this thing just loves him. But you have to remember, at the end of the day, it's a big wild animal. Mm, it could turn. It could turn. There is, a, there is a man on the television as well. He's the lion man. And he's got, like, you've got to watch lions because they creep up behind you. Do they? Yeah, and that's when they leap on your back. So you've always got to make sure that you've got your back against something and it's not them. That's what lions do. Well, that's going to give me nightmares now. <laughs> well, don't go near lions. Don't go no. near You never tur- turn your back on them. You always watch them. And sometimes they'll be looking at you and another one will walk round the back and it's looking to leap on your back. So well, bring you down. that's what they do with the gazelles yes. and zebras and things. I just feel sorry for gazelles. Bless. They don't <laughs> They'd get... be sitting there minding their own business, looking a little bit nervous. <laughs> 
And then this thing launches itself out of the out of the grass. Oh. D- don't get many lucky breaks, do they? They don't. If you run away, is it an alligator or a crocodile? You're supposed to run in a zigzag pattern away because they've got. I don't know whether it's astigmatism or something in their eyes, but they can't... Well, can you decide now, just in case we're going to bump into any later? I don't want to make the mistake (laughs) as I'm walking later on down Twickenham High Street and and an alligator or crocodile leaps out at me from Iceland. We need to to get confirmation of which one it is. I'll do do my best to find out. And you have to run in a zigzag? Yes, apparently. Yes, if you run away from them in in a zigzag pattern... I can't remember which one it is. And it confuses them. There was that man who died the other day. He opened... He has a snake museum... And he got bitten by one of his own snakes. I think it was a cobra that uh, he was sort of, you say, hello, hello. And obviously the snake went, I really don't like you. And bit him and he died. A snake museum in this country? Yes, it's a, yes, it's a snake farm, I think, or something. Oh, no. It's like the other thing. If ever you're out in the, this is, you know, if you, later on this afternoon, if you're in Canada, out in the Rockies, and a bear sees you, don't climb a tree. Because Bears climb oh, trees. No. So you think you're getting away from it. They climb quicker. So what do you do? What do you do with the bear situation? Cry, cry, weep. cry, and, and weep a lot yeah. because it's it's going to kill you. There's always something I learn every time. Well, I see you. I like you know if somebody was thinking of going you know to to the tundra today maybe you know when you encounter a polar bear, they're very big when they stand up. Very big. They're about between nine and thirteen feet tall. You know, it paws extended, so they are going to bring you down. If you camp in the woods where there are potential bears, mm. you must always put your rubbish uh, on a pulley system on a rope and yes. hang it from a tree yes. so that because that's what attracts them. It's the um, mm. not that I've got any plans to do that. No, if you think you're doing that today, don't. Or also, if if you are going out to Africa and you're camping there and lionesses come round into your tent looking for food, don't run. Don't run. Don't run. Stand and stare, apparently, like you're thinking about that. If you run, they see you as food. You are, you're there to be brought down because some poor kid lost his life. He was camping with all his school friends and a lioness came looking for food. He, of course, panicked, like you do, ran. She brought him down. You're not going to argue with... Have you been to the London Zoo and seen how big lionesses are? Enormous, ladies and gentlemen. Bigger than me and you combined and Holly. But, uh, bigger but than us. Would they do this thing as well? Would they, yes. Would they jump on your back? They absolutely would bring you down with those huge claws. Oh, God, I didn't bear thinking about Dreadful. Uh, right, 14 to uh, 9. For the travel, Craig Birchill. Thank you, Steve. Good news, actually. M23. Right now, LBC listeners can get a 60-day trial of the thesundaytimes.co.uk for just £1. That's two months of exclusive content online and on your iPad. This week, see Daisy Lowe's exclusive fashion shoot, plus her video tips on the best festival drive-time music. Meet Kate Winslet, star of HBO series Mildred Pierce, and discover the best Scottish festivals outside of Edinburgh and how to make a holiday of it. Try the Symes and Sunday Times website for just a pound for your first 60 days. You can cancel at any time or continue for just £2 a week. Find out more at lbc.co.uk. Limited offer, condition supply, new subscribers only. LBC 97.3 Steve Allen Morning everybody, nice to have your company uh, Don't forget, get those questions in for Darren quick as possible Because he's coming on in uh, about ten minutes time Steve at lbc.co.uk If something matter with your computer And don't forget the Apple iPad You've got an hour and ten minutes left to get your bids in on this one The two cameras, iPad 2 and the leather smart cover Do you play this one by texting Steve, S-T-E-V-E Followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight. Two one. Want to bid ninety nine p? You text Steve ninety nine. 
Send it to treble eight two one. Want to bid two pound five pence? It's Steve S T E V E two o five, and send that to treble eight two one. This competition finishes in one hour ten minutes. Ten o'clock this morning. Got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Ten hour battery life and a nine point seven inch high resolution LED screen. Uh, Steve, Vanessa says, why don't you come down to the RAF Museum to meet with Doug Radcliffe, who's Secretary of Bomber Command Association. He's 87. There's a lovely couple in the paper today, Vanessa, in one of the papers, who've also... I think they're in the Express, and it's husband and wife, and they've gone back to see one of the planes that they uh, they flew all those years ago. It's lovely. So good. Good news. We'll see if we can sort something out. With all our talk of animals, both wild and domestic this mm. morning, um, how do you feel about sheep? I saw a horrible thing, actually, on the internet about sheep being led to an abattoir. <laughs> and I felt so sorry for them, because they don't know where they're going. But they must smell fear, mustn't they? I mean, they really must, because they, they, they go into these abattoirs, and they were showing how a pair of boots were made, a pair of fashion boots, made out of the, f- the, um, the fleece. Mm. So the sheep goes in, like, la, 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 where are we going on holiday? Ooh, being hung upside down, wonder why. And then they just cut their throats and they bleed. And these poor things are sort of, you know, twitching away their last. And then they just literally strip the fleece off. Then they wash it. And eventually, after a long process, it becomes a pair of fashion boots. And they said to these girls who'd, who'd seen the whole process, um, so do you like the boots now? And they went, yeah. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> Simon Bates once told me that if a sheep falls over on its back, it can't get up. And he should know he's got sheep. He has got sheep. He has he? got sheep. Why would it fall over on its back? I don't know. Is it drunk? <laughs> a drunk big, sheep. A big gust of wind. The reason oh. I bring sheep up is that um, apparently the new um, facelift craze, which apparently oh, is good, is, here we go. Yeah, is sheep placenta. Oh no, 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 no. Six hundred pounds. You have a jab of the thing in your face but this is in the news of the world 600 pounds i want to show you that the before and after pictures well first of all in the second in the after picture she's got her hair back which we used to call the croydon facelift yes um but can you tell the difference between the before and after no no she's just got more makeup on than before exactly that's it um, apparently, the, the, the secretary who had it done said, I couldn't believe how great I felt afterwards. It was like having 12 facials at what, once. What, what paper is that in? News of the World. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> Ready meals are full of sugar, says Dave. Oh, They're mass-produced, nasty, and taste like eating confectionery. Oh, I don't know. I've had some quite nice ready meals over the years. Uh, Tom is not keen about Kate on the fertility diet of sprouts and cheese. Mm. Doesn't sound very good, does it? No, no, not. Do you remember um, crispy pancakes? Oh yeah, I used to love Finders those. crispy pancakes. Oh, lovely. What did they, the, they had, There was a cheese one, and there was a mincemeat one. Mincemeat one. Oh, the mince one was very good. The trouble is, they were boiling hot. You could take the <laughs> roof of your mouth off with these things. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember those other things? It was like a Kellogg's waffle that you put in the toaster and it had a hot filling. Oh, I do. Yes, or they, a precursor to the Pop-Tarts. That's right, like, like Pop-Tarts. Again, take the roof of your mouth off these things. You go, ha, so oh. tasty. And ju- the curries, remember the Vesta curries? Oh, yes. With all the different... We yes. thought, I thought we were the I thought we'd knees. arrived. I thought I was Asian. I seriously yes. thought, because they'd go, Vesta curry, and they'd have the advert on the television. And then when you actually took out the bag, the little bag of dehydrated <laughs> stuff, which looked revolting, and a bag of rice. A bag of rice. And, and then we the thought noodles. we'd arrived. Crispy noodles. Crispy you... noodles. You drop them in, and then whoosh! A frying pan was it full was, of noodles. It was culinary pyrotechnics. 
My mother used used to make curry, but she, like most uh, white people attempting to make an Indian curry, used to do it with cucumber and bananas. Uh, We'd have a lazy Susan in the middle with all this rubbish there. As a curry. Yeah. She'd do a proper chicken curry. Yeah. And with with rice. But then on the lazy Susan, there'd be cut up tomatoes, cut up cucumber, cut up bananas, and some sultanas to add to it. Sultanas, that was the thing. That's put me off. I I can't (laughs) do fruit in savoury food now. I think that's. I don't know. I did buy a curry, a Kashmiri, and that's got pineapple in it. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, do you not like that? No. <laughs> so you wouldn't like Hawaiian pizzas, then? No. 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 I, don't, I don't eat pizzas very often. No, I do like a pizza now and again. Yeah, occasionally, but not, you know, because in Italy, they just do a proper pizza. It would just normally be a very, very thin base, which they would make. Nowadays, they're all mass-produced. Yeah, they are. Horrid. And odd sort of, you know, a curry pizza. Well, no, what's no. going on there? And a, and a thin crust pizza, or a, or, a, or a crust pizza stuffed with cheese. Have you ever heard of that one before? No. Very bizarre. Do not like that at all. No. There was um, a, a bit of a shock earlier in the week. Up by Oxford Circus, mm. I think it was on Great Castle Street, most fantastic Indian restaurant which had a great reputation called Kerala. Oh, right, yes. It's shut. Kerala it's is, is God's own country. Yes. There is an area called Kerala because we have an Indian restaurant in Twickenham called Palavi and their food is from Kerala. And, and it's a beautiful place, Kerala. I mean, I've seen it on the telly. It came up on a, one of these travel programmes. Southern, is southern India. I, think, I don't know, it? but it looked beautiful. Lovely food. Yeah. yeah but um, anyway, it's if closed. It, if anyone knows what's happened to it, oh, please, disgraceful. please let us know. Let us know, please. <laughs> OK, we've literally got a few more minutes left. So there's lots of animal stories in the papers today about, you know... People saying, oh, I get on really well with my lions, and the next thing it kills them. You know, the man with his snakes, I really love it, and it turns around and bites him. Because you never find people um, being, you know, people have dogs and cats and snakes and reptiles, but nobody ever gets friendly with a bumblebee. You can't obviously train a bumblebee or a wasp to come back to you, can you? No. No, No. they, They don't work like that. Or ants. Or ants, no. You can fool ants, you can leave them a little trail of crumbs yes. outside and then put a magnifying glass over them when the yes. sun's out. I always kill them, I'm afraid. Yes, it, sorry. It, it I have to would. kill them. I, I put this stuff out which kills them. And I kill um, slugs. Ooh, how do you do the slugs? I Get just pick them. them up in a, with a piece of tissue and put them in a plastic bag. Hugh Fenningly Whittingstall tried to cook with slugs because they would... They, yeah, they would... What, to eat? <laughs> yes, because they were destroying, you know, his big oh, they do river destroy- cottage. Oh, so being the organic man that he is, he yeah. decided to try doing things with them oh. on one of his programmes. I don't oh, think they went down. dear, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, no, no. Terribly well. Oh, no, Terribly. I'm, I'm sorry if you were if you were in, in the wild and you were... That's my stomach again. If you were in the wild and you were very hungry, you'd probably want to eat them. Would you? I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't touch them. Oh, no, I wouldn't touch them at all. I often wor- worry about the, pe- the first people who tried things and they didn't... Work, you know, like berries off trees. You know, it's and like... And they died. Bad, yeah, they died. <laughs> or like mushrooms or... Bad, you know, bad cheese that smells so bad but tastes so good. Oh. You know, who was the first? To so be the first person to eat slugs then, ladies and gentlemen, not me. <laughs> I couldn't eat anything like that. It'd be absolutely awful. Yeah. Or, even, uh, even if I was, I'd rather eat grass. Yeah, we can't, we can't, no, you can't, can you? No. No. I no. couldn't eat anything that moved. I couldn't kill a rabbit. Could you not? No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't, somebody else would have to kill it. I couldn't. Could I you couldn't, skin it? No, no. No, 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 no. We have to go anyway. You have to go. I have to go. You have to go. I have to go too. 
if I have to go to the toilet, I'm so desperate to go to the toilet. Bless I can't you. begin to tell you how desperate I am to go to the toilet. I've never been that desperate to go to the toilet. I think the diabetes has kicked in very badly today. Bless so, anne thank you. Thank you, Steve. Very much. She's back again on Classic this evening, aren't you? Um, <laughs> for your sins. For my sins. Back at five. Back at five. Go and get some rest. I will. Get Thank some you. rest. We're actually uh, back just after the news. Uh, Darren's in, and we'll have our, uh, our uh, how low as well. All of that coming up uh, very shortly in LBC. And don't forget, send in your, uh, your questions. Get, we've probably got room for another couple of questions to steve at lbc.co.uk. We'll weave all your texts and emails into the programme, and I'll remind you again about the, uh, the how low, which is the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. You can only get it on the programme... But it finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. So you've literally got about uh, an hour, an hour to get your hands on it. It'll go low. The last one went for some stupid price. Absolutely stupid. So hopefully today it will be as low as well. But we'll weave it all in between now and 10 o'clock this morning on LBC. Love relaxing under clear blue. Morning, everybody. I love Sunday morning. I don't know why, especially when the sun is shining in Leicester Square. It kind of makes you feel good. It makes you feel good about everything. We had a cup of coffee. And, uh, and I've been to the toilet. Thank you for asking. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear, I tell you. I think the diabetes is playing havoc with me today. It's uh, five past nine. Final hour of the programme. You've only got 55 minutes to get your hands on the Apple iPad 2 and the smart leather cover, which have got the magnets on, which are tapping. It's really lovely. If you haven't uh, seen the Apple iPad 2, go and check it out on the internet. It's fabulous. This is second generation. It's, got a, it's thinner, it's faster, it's, it's just brilliant. You can gameplay, HD videos. It's got two cameras on it, front and back, and will include the leather smart cover, which you then fold over. It's all cleverly designed, and it makes a perfect stand. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am this morning to play this one. You text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then you'll bid in pence. If you want to bid 13 pence, you text Steve, 1-3 and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid £1.20, it's Steve120, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's got a 10-hour battery life and a 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen. And it is absolutely worth getting your hands on. Simple as that. Good morning, Darren. Morning. That's ten hours of use. Yes. If you don't, if you use, don't use it, it, it stays on for weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks and weeks. Very good. It is actually very, very good indeed. Sadly, I can't enter to win one. No, I, I wouldn't mind winning another one, actually. I was playing with the bosses one the other day. Really? Showing mm. him the uh, Sunday Times and the yeah. Times. Yeah. Ealing Hospital have got a thing going on today. It's a fundraising They've got a garden party. Uh, it's, uh, they want to reopen the hydrotherapy pool. They need to raise a quarter million quid. So the League of Friends and the Rehab Department are in the hospital having a bit of a fundraiser, which is good. If you go to the LBC website as well, you can have a look at the Cockney cash machine. Apparently it's not the only one. I've never seen it before. And it's very nice indeed, so have a good look. Have we got pictures from the Magic Circle things yet? I have. You have? Are we, mm. we going to put them up on the website? Yeah, I think they're going up next week. Right, OK. Yeah. Want to overload your listeners with Steve Allen? That is true. Yeah. We don't want to overload <laughs> listeners with Steve Allen. Well, not just yet, anyway. Not just. We yet. should go down to London Zoo as well and get you to uh, meet the penguins in the new penguin pool. Yes. Do we have pictures taken with penguins? No. No. We'll yeah. do that in a few weeks, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, ready? Yeah. Okay. A here we go. Big pile. It is a big pile. The first one's a long one. And it says, uh, hey, Bertha, my friend's computer broke, but the hard drive with Windows XP operating system on it still works. The stuff on there he wants off. He's bought Windows 7 PC, exchanged 
hard drive to see if it would work. It came on with a screen saying start from safe mode, last known working configuration, etc. We tried all that and nothing worked. He bought a caddy and tries it by USB in his Windows 7 computer. Will it work? Yes, it will. Should do, anyway. Right. Give it a go. They don't cost very much money. Right. So it's worth giving a try. If nothing else, if it all fails after that, then uh, take it into one of your local computer stores and they'll do it for you. Right. But it should be a fairly simple process. Okay. Fairly simple process. Uh, Is there a wireless device to transport Sky TV to another room, says Carol? Yes, there's lots of them. If you're on Amazon... You can just type in Sky Wireless. You'll have all sorts of options. Oh, right. oh, there's lots. Yeah. Or you can buy the cheapest way of doing it is buying a cable. That's not wireless. It's a, You run a long cable between the rooms um, and have a uh, infrared remote. But, yeah, there's lots of ways of doing it. Go to Amazon. I used to have a video transcender years ago. Was it a transcender? It's where you had a little box on your TV in another room and you could play it in the yeah, sitting room and you could thing. watch it in the Same similar thing. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I was ahead of my time, you know, ladies and gentlemen. In so many ways. In so many, mm. many ways. And on so many days. Clive in Sri Lanka says my Doberman was... Clive in Sri Lanka? Sorry? Hello? We're a global Sri Lanka's biggest conversation. Yes, we are. Exactly. <laughs> Steve Allen is huge in Sri Lanka. And he says my Doberman was bitten by a cobra two weeks ago. He'd half killed the cobra, but was bitten on his nose. Luckily, I saw it. Took him to the vet. He was given two doses of anti-venom, and he's okay now. Mm-hmm. Snakes not at all well. No, <laughs> As they wouldn't be. I'd frighten the life out of me, cobras. Anything like that frightens the life out of me. Uh, computer question for Darren. I'm having trouble, says Sivon, uh, ass- assessing my attachments. on Accessing, Yetu. I think that is. Sorry? <laughs> Accessing. Oh, it, have you uh, had lots of sugar this morning? I haven't, actually. I don't think so. Or maybe you need some. I might have done. I don't know. I'm falling under here. Uh, on ass- assessing? Accessing. Accessing. My attachments on your... I need to go home and have a lie down, I think. <laughs> on access. Is that how you spell accessing? Yes. Oh, is it? Oh, right. <laughs> on Yahoo. It looks like the attachment is Did downloading. He used, he used no. to be a newsreader. I know. <laughs> You'd never know, would you? Not today, I'm afraid. It looks like... Where are we going? I'm having trouble... If you are. Accessing <laughs> my attachments on Yahoo. It looks like the attachment is downloading, but nothing happens. And uh, can you talk slower than usual, as I'm a bit of a technophobe? Well, it seems we've done it about five times, this one. Oh, I don't know the answer to this one, either. Oh. <laughs> um, what would cause that? Yeah. So what's happening is somebody's sending you an attachment, and it won't download properly. Yeah. Either means that your security settings are not allowing you to download attachments so you would need to allow it to do that actually if you use yahoo a lot and you have the same issue and you've resolved it text steven quickly yeah while he's still uh, with us <laughs> i'm still compass mentors <laughs> yes. i'm failing rapidly i'm afraid yes. i don't know what i'm doing actually today terrible eight four eight five oh steven lbc uh one from brigitte whose blackberry expired during the week yeah and uh, needs to buy a new phone i'm thinking of either getting an iphone or an ht See design, and we gave one of those away on the How Low during the week. Which one? The HTC oh, really? Design, yeah. Because that's got a uh, voice spoken uh, travel thing. Don't know. Uh, which would you recommend, and would you go for an iPhone 3 or 4? Well, I've also the... been told that iPhone 5 is due out soon. Would you wait for that if you were me? I'm lost without my internet phone, so I want to get one ASAP. Okay, well, let's deal with the iPhone versus HTC. They're both Let's. superb phones. Yeah. So you decide which one you want to go for, whether you want to go down the Apple route, which means you're uh, you're going to be going for the iOS system and using iTunes, or if you go for HTC, which is using Android and the marketplace where you get all your apps for that on there. So you make the decision yourself. They're both extremely good phones. Okay. 
iPhone 3 or iPhone 4, well then definitely go for iPhone 4. iPhone 3 is fairly old technology now. The iPhone 3GS, 3GS is uh, is probably on its um, last few... Is it? Yeah, I would have thought so. And iPhone 5, no idea when that's coming out yet, but I, iOS 5, which is the operating system, is being launched in the autumn, mm-hmm. which to me means there's probably going to be a new phone in the autumn as well. Right. So that where are we now? Bridget. July? July, August, September, October, four months. Can you wait four months, Bridget? Probably not. In fact, actually, somebody else has just asked me about iPhone 5. Yeah. He says, I'm now out of contract with my iPhone 3GS. Shall I upgrade to the 4 or wait for the 5? Up to you, but don't keep paying the same amount of money no. on your current contract. Ring them up, yeah. renegotiate, go on a, a rolling monthly contract until you decide. Hmm. Because when you buy a phone... You're paying for the phone in the contract. So if you've signed a two-year contract, now once that contract's run out, they don't reduce the price unless you ask them. Right. The monthly fee. So. Yeah. It can cost you. I've yeah. just bought a, a power skin for my Apple iPhone. Have a look. Have you seen them? Yeah. yeah. How much did you pay for this? I have no idea. I can't remember. Do you have problems with your battery life? Uh, yeah. Do well, you? actually, no, I don't really. I just so what you bought, bought it. this for? I bought it because Alan Dodge and brought me in his and showed me. I quite yeah. like the look the of it. The only sad thing is this actually won't work on your phone. Won't it? No, because it's for iPhone 3 and you've got iPhone 4. Right. <laughs> I have to give it to somebody who's got an iPhone 3. Yeah. Won't it fit mine? No. Where did you buy that from? can't remember. <laughs> can't remember today anything. So I need to give it to somebody who's got iPhone 3, don't I? Oh, there you go, honestly. Generous Steve Allen once again. <laughs> I'm losing the will to live slowly but surely. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, here's uh, here's one from. Uh, oh no, no, yeah, we'll do this one quickly for the travel. Harvey, have a Dell Inspiron, uh, fifteen twenty. Every now and again, a window comes up. Very low space. Delete old files no longer used. I've run C Cleaner, used Disk Cleanup and Defrag. Looked in programs, but I don't know what to delete. That's a tough one to decide what ones to delete or not, because I, only you will know which ones you use regularly. Mm. Um, if I were you, if there's um, nothing on there that you want particularly, find an external drive, back up your data, and reformat the computer and start all over again. So find the sim- system disks that came with the computer. I hope you kept those. Back up any important data, i.e. your email addresses, any photos, all your music, and then start again. If need be. Because if you keep having the problem, then uh, this is just yeah. going to go on and on and on. Right. Okay. You sure this is Apple iPhone 4? No, it's not Apple iPhone 4. That's the whole problem. No. I, mean, I know the case is only for three. Yes. Right. And but, you're um, on iPhone 4, yes. I'm definitely four, am I? Yes, you are. Right. You are talking to the gadget guru. Right. I think I know the difference between an iPhone 3 and an iPhone 4. Thank you very much indeed. It's uh, 14 minutes past nine. In life, there's good. Steve Allen. Every time I turn on the television, I get Sarah Millican. You know, can we send her back where she came from? I think it's up north or something, because she turned up on every show recently. She turns up on Loose Women, she turns up on this and on that show. Enough already. Enough. Uh, Peter says, I've got Windows Vista and my toolbar has suddenly gone from the bottom of the screen to the top, and I can't get it to go back down again. I've tried dragging it, but it didn't work. Can you help? Yes, we can. Here is what you do. Right-click on the taskbar or the toolbar, uncheck the lock the taskbar button, and then you'll be able to move the taskbar around the screen. So you can have it on the bottom, the side, wherever you want. I knew that. And uh, that was one of my favourite questions, one of the few I can answer today, because uh, it's just right-click first of all. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. And um, 
This is one. Oh, I have to thank uh, thank Paul. He says, can you thank two of your Irish listeners? And that's uh, John and Eileen Walsh from uh, Letterkenny. Sounds lovely, wherever it is. It sounds beautiful. They were down in Dublin yesterday and helped collect with Jane and Sam, who started the Thousand Mile Walk. This is 500more.org. And this week, can you remind your listeners of the website, and you can follow them as they walk on the blog. So it's 500more.blogspot.com, and there's a link on their uh, website. Poor old Paul, is the old git still left at home, poor soul. So the website is 500more.org. OK, they're raising a lot of, lot of money. The charity. You're right. I'm fine, yeah. Good. Nice Fabulous, yeah. So Thank what was the thing about the toolbar again? Stop it, next one. Thank you. And uh, this one here's from, uh, from uh, Muna. Uh, and Muna says, Dear Darren, would you pl- advise which tablet makes the best purchase? Samsung Galaxy, Dell Streak or iPad 2? My uh, opinion would be toss up between Samsung Galaxy, which is a very, very good tablet indeed. One's Android. Yeah. Um, so you get all the Android Marketplace apps on there. Yeah. So you can listen to LBC and play Angry Birds. Lovely. Or iPad 2, which obviously hugely successful. 20 million of them out there. Run away with the market, highly successful. You've got all the support of the Apple stores, should anything go wrong between those two, really. Which one would you go for? iPad 2. iPad 2. Which one would you go for, Johnny? Which one would you like? Johnny goes for iPad 2 every time. He's very happy with his. Holly, which one would you go for? No, she doesn't <laughs> have any of things like that. Doesn't she's, care. She, she's struggling with two, two tobacco tins and a piece of string as a telephone, so <laughs> there's no hope at all, really. Yes. <laughs> John Robinson says, uh, good morning, young Steve. Says, uh, the on-screen instructions for my Epson printer scanner in Polish. How do I get them to English? Buy an English computer? Yes. Why are you buying them in Poland? <laughs> Go to the control panel, regional and languages. Check it, that all the correct settings are there so you yeah. want it in the UK. And if that doesn't work, go to keyboard, which is also in uh, the control panel, and check the display languages that are correct on there. If that all fails, go to the Epson website and yeah. see if you can... Um, Get some instructions from there. Yes. Bridget says, thank you, Darren. Read, uh, read the iPhone versus uh, HTC. I'll stick to the iPhone, as I've got hundreds of tracks and LBC podcasts in my iTunes account, all ready for my iPod Touch. So iPhone 4 it is. She says, I want to buy a white one. I love the white one. I if love you the white lo- one. use a lot of internet on your iPhone, yeah. do shop around for the best deal. Because um, some of them are doing restricted capped internet services and others aren't. So if you look at 3, for example... If three works well in your area, you can um, get some very good deals on unlimited a- internet access. Very good. Thank you. So shop around. Shop around, OK. Uh, Sylvia says, about two weeks ago, my screen developed shadows. It was as if some lights had been switched off in it. After this happened a few times, we stopped using the computer for a couple of days, and when we turned it on again, it was back to normal. However, last night, the problem occurred again. This time, the shadows were in a slightly different formation, but I was able to get the screen returned to normal almost immediately by logging off. I turned the machine off and it's OK this morning. Can you explain this to me and say whether I should be getting it dealt with or whether or not it's a simple solution? As I write, I see the shadows come back again. Dum, dum, dum. Sounds like isn't it? screen burn. Yes, it does to me. Um, how old's the monitor? Doesn't doesn't say. No. Check it's the brightness as well. Lower the brightness a little bit as well on the, the screen. Yeah. But um, if it's a new computer, then definitely bring it up with the manufacturer and see if you can get it resolved. Yeah. If it's very old, then it's an issue thing and you just have to put up with it until you get your next computer. Right. But it sounds like a screen burn to me. On, on the subject of Peter and his toolbar, he has his set, he says the toolbar is, is not ticked. 
Lock the toolbar. Yeah, lock the toolbar. The toolbar is not ticked. What do I do now, please? So you hold the mouse button down, so you click on it, hold it on the taskbar, and then drag it around the screen. Yeah. That's the way it should work. I was going to tell him that as well, but I thought... Steve will buy a new computer if it doesn't work. Yeah, 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 that's fine, yeah. Perhaps we'll have one to win on the programme very shortly. You've got an iPad 2 to win. Oh, I know. Do you know, I'll tell you, I I would be sitting at home now thinking, um, I'm going... uh, uh, Primrose says, Steve, I could use that for my iPhone 3. I'll pay for your postage. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth about £36. (laughs) You spent £36? I can't remember what I spent on it. Very vulgar to talk about money. Uh, this one here says, good morning, Darren. It's from Den. What's his short for Dennis? I have a question, Darren, please. I'm an Apple Mac user. Recently, I typed in my password when turning on my Mac, and my password appeared on the screen underneath what I think is the hard drive icon in the top right corner of my desktop. I share the Mac with my husband, and my password, so it's not Dennis, is it, also appeared, well, it might be, uh, also appeared on his side when he logged on. I've managed to remove the password by changing the name under the icon, but I'm very worried why and how it happened. OK, what's happened here There's two is... two people using a computer. Yeah, oh. what, what, what's happened is that on the desktop of your Mac, there's an icon for each of the hard drives connected to it. And somehow you've managed to click on that icon and allowed yourself to change the name of the hard drive. Oh, now, what you've done is change the name of your hard drive to your password. So you haven't revealed your password deliberately. It's done accidentally. So just be careful. You can change the password in the um, account section right. in the settings, but um, it's unusual to be able to do that. Isn't it? I inadvertently changed my PayPal password the other day. I was oh. so happy with the... Op- I don't know. I think I clicked on a button, then it asked me for something, and I, I thought I didn't know the answer. So maybe I changed it, but it was, in fact, it was my old PayPal thing. <laughs> I do like PayPal, actually. Remember I had great reservations mm. about using it? It's much safer to use PayPal than give out your personal details. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy with it now. Yeah. I'm blowed if I can remember what the blasted password is. But anyway, uh, John says, you're in delicious acerbic form this morning. Shut your face. He says, could you ask Darren why the built-in Nero DVD on my Fujitsu Scalio P is not recognised and how do I get it recognised? Reinstall drivers. I don't know what he's talking about. Go to the Nero website. What is, what, what is a Nero? Why, oh, is it? why is the built-in Nero DVD? Go to the website of whoever your computer is made by, reinstall the drivers for your DVD. Yeah. Burner. Right. And that should help. I didn't even understand the question on that one. Isn't that funny? Generally speaking, I'm quite good with understanding the questions. I've become quite sort of literate. I mean, Callum says, I've got a MacBook Pro 13-inch, and I want good protection for it. What would you say is the best product to buy? What do you, what do you mean, good protection for it? I think he means a case. Oh, right. If you go to the Apple store or John Lewis or one of the high street stores, go and yeah. have a look at all of them. They're quite expensive. So you've got to make a, a, a good choice. And when you say quite, quite expensive, how much is quite expensive? Anything from 40 to two, £300. Pounds, are I they? Think. Some of them are, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't spend that much, do you? Well, it depends, because if you drop a £1,500 laptop, you're not going to be very happy. I can't tell Make you. sure it's insured as well. But right. um, one of the things, I, the mistake I made when I bought the case for mine is that it didn't have handles on it. So you have to hold your laptop on your arm all the time, which after a while starts to wear you out a yeah. bit. Nathan's broken the screen on his phone again. Again, this is the third time now. You Has he not got a proper case for it? Well, it, I don't know, look. actually. He does seem to spend yeah, his l- life. Little vice, iPhone 4 case. Smash. No. <laughs> £2.80 from Amazon. Really? Yeah. Johnny's got one as well, haven't you, Johnny? Same yeah. one. Much Same one. Two pounds eighty. Fill the fill the quality. Yeah. Oh, I've I've, I've got one of these. Yeah. I've got one of these. How ones. much do you pay for yours? About two pound eighty. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you get it for the right phone? Yeah, mm. just about. Mm. I'm not very good with this kind of thing, ladies and gentlemen. But, I mean, I can't believe he keeps breaking things. It's, I mean, absolutely accident. On this one, apparently, it was in his jacket pocket. He goes to do a sports thing, puts his jacket on the ground, and thinks somebody trod on it. Absolutely unbelievable. Darren, thank you. Always a pleasure to see you. Never a chore. Speak to you tomorrow. LBC. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to uh, 10 is the time. After news at 10, they're back. The terrible twosome. If they can agree on anything, it'll be a miracle, I suppose, after 10 this morning with uh, Andrew Pearce. Well, we'll certainly agree we don't like plain crisps. Well, just as well. Pringles are original anyway. Yeah, uh, I don't mind plain crisps, actually. Well, you can have them, then. Yeah, oh, I will. We've started already. It's amazing, isn't them. it? It's only been two minutes. They're appropriate for Kevin, of course, because they're in a red container. Yes. Yeah. politics. But Kevin uh, is also not wearing a tie, no, as well, he doesn't. pointed out. No, I'm, uh, I'm not. It's a bit hot, actually. Did you wear one at your wedding? I did. I always wear ties for weddings and funerals. If there's a do and you have to wear a tie, I'll put one on, but otherwise right. I don't like them. I, I like the ones that the police have on elastic. <laughs> but you don't <laughs> tie. I've never seen you in a tie, either. I do wear ties. Oh. I don't, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, like, sorry, like Kevin, I can't be bothered to wear a tie. I don't think it's necessary. Well, when I leave here, I'm going to my... To the Daily Mail, I'll be putting a shirt and tie on. You won't. I will. For what, what, for going to work? Yeah. Is it compulsory or something? Yeah. It's, like, it's like going to White's Club. Oh. You've got to be very formally dressed at Her Majesty's yes, Daily Mail. Yes, that is. Well, I know a few, a few restaurants like that where you go in and they, they sort of, they do have a selection of ties for you to put on. I think, oh, blimey, I'd rather go and eat somewhere else, I'm afraid. And you're paying for that. Absolutely. Yeah. You are, and a lot. Yeah. You're paying a lot. Anyway, uh, today... Immigration. We're talking about immigration. Front page of Sunday you Telegraph. There was a woman the other day who turned up a Nigerian woman and she's given birth to quads. In Homerton Hospital. In Homerton Hospital. And they're now saying perhaps we should send her the bill. And then she's saying, well, it wouldn't make any difference. I haven't got any money. No, £200,000. And right. she's asked for a six month extension on our visa. Suck her back. Yeah, but well, you can't, can you? The kids are too. The babies mm. are too young. Well, she's right. So she... we have to look after them. They obviously Why did we let her in in the first place? Well, she, she applied. She got a temporary visa, I believe. It is, and the, the Home Office said it's a health, national health service, not an international health service. But what do you do? I don't because know. there are little children involved. I wouldn't have let her in the first place. Yeah, but you do find people that, that develop illnesses on planes coming over. They go straight to the NHS, yeah. and they get treated. I'd be going, yes, with a credit card. Give us a credit card. Yeah. But you, what, what do you, I don't know what you do. I don't know what the answer is to well, that one. You'd have, have to pay them. if you were abroad. Yeah, but, but would, would they really turn you out? If you turned That's up right. in America... In an emergency. In an emergency and you were dying... They'd, they... take, they'd get your credit card off you. No, they give you emergency treatment, then they turf you yeah. out. Really? But they, uh, Then why don't we do the same? Because our, our waiting rooms and our, you know, A&E is yeah. littered with people sitting there waiting for free medicine. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's because we don't kill people the way they do in America. I think mm. that's why. Terrible. Anyway, so we're talking about that immigration. Yep. We're talking to a Tory MP who wants to change the law. What else are we talking about, Kevin? We're talking about well, good, compensation for soldiers. Uh, when should they uh, be paid out uh, when they're when they're injured? We're also uh, going to look at care reforms mm. and should all the political parties unite? It's it's a huge issue. Cost of looking after the elderly. It's so, uh, an issue that will affect you quite soon, Steve. You know. Well, don't worry. I'm already sorted out, actually, because <laughs> my godchildren have already said I'm going to go and live with them if yeah, I get to that stage. Yeah. There'll be no shoving Steve in a home, let no, me tell yeah. you, unless it's Brinsworth. I can't believe you're going to get it. You looked like that 20 years ago. I mean, you just go on and on, won't just you? A, just a li- you know, I think you're right. Just mm-hmm. a bit more of him. Just a bit more of him. No, I've already sorted out there, because I, I th- we do do that in this in this country. We do take our elderly and we do put them in homes mm. because we go, I can't I can't look uh, after them. Oh, it's, it's warehousing them, sort of God's waiting rooms. I think it's awful, absolutely appalling. People want to stay in their own houses. Of course. 
So, but how do we pay? Are they not the now house? saying there'll be a ceiling on how much you have to pay? So old people between don't have thir- to sell between their Between thirty-five house. to fifty thousand, we think yeah. is the plan. But when so, Labour propo- yeah. uh, proposed this, the Conservatives denounced it as a death tax. They did. Yeah. Now. Now they may be thinking of, of their own, it won't be a death tax. It'll old people worry, old people oh, worry. Yes. A, they don't have any money coming in. B, you know, with the winter heating allowance and stuff yeah. like that, and they can't afford, and you think, it's disgraceful. Yeah. There's people arriving in on planes who get yeah. more they stuff than their, we give to the They've paid their taxes all their life. Yes. And, that's how, and, and they so get nothing. No, you, you, everybody's deserved. And we're also talking about Kevin's favourite subject, the royal family. Oh, are lovely. They, are they value for money? Is Prince it, well, Charles, not all of Prince them, Charles no. is in the dock again. Yeah, because he's been calling in ministers. Yeah. Seven in, in the last 12 months. The, on, on what basis is he entitled to challenge ministers the, about government well, he's, policy? He's, the, he's Prince Charles. The Prince Minister, as the mail yeah. on Sunday. I do like the idea of having a royal family. I, have yeah. to, uh, have to, I like the idea of so having them. I, I, I agree that not all of them do anything. I mean, Pr- Prince Edward turns up in the paper today with yet another uniform. In, in Monaco. I mean, the man how ridiculous. Was a, a Royal Marine for five minutes. Well, he had to get up early in the morning and, and brush he, his hair. And, and then he joined different. a theatre company instead, didn't he? Yes. Quite a contrast, he's, really. he's had now three different uniforms, and I think yeah. he's he's an honorary military person for seven different... Yeah. Well, how does that work? If he has a uniform, it should be from Lloyd Webber. Didn't he go and work for Andrew Lloyd Webber on musicals? At the Palace Theatre. He'd want a uniform bags. to work for him. Yes, you would, definitely. But, I mean, I, I do like the royal family. I think the Queen is, is very good, and I love Philip. I have to be honest, I think he's very funny. Yeah. I think he's great. And National I, treasure. He, he just knows what he's supposed to do. I like Catherine and Wills. Yeah. Uh, most of the rest, I wouldn't give you threepence for, couldn't mm-hmm. care less. Prince Andrew, waste of space. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He's an overseas ambassador. For what? I mean, I don't... Well, he managed to sell his house with somebody he met on a trade represent, uh, representation the 15 trip million, over which was three million over the yeah. odds, yeah. and it's sat there, and it's derelict. Yeah, it is. Then he hung around with that convicted sex offender yes. who offered his wife some money and a lot of uh, wife. other things. That, yeah, that well, may, strange enough, his, his, his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson, otherwise known as the Bewildered One, has just had a book turned down by the publishers. It was going to be a tree that survived 9-11, apparently. Mm, a children's dear, book. Dear. Have you ever heard anything like that? No. It? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you both. Both of you so well. Yeah, we'll make sure that the, we, we actually put the flock wallpaper up so Kevin feels at home <laughs> by the time the programme started at <laughs> ten. <laughs> like being like being in an Indian restaurant back home in Weatherfield. <laughs> That's the only thing they've not got in Weatherfield, isn't it? Coronation Street. No Indian restaurant. I don't watch it. Don't you? Oh, no. Well, you Last should do. I watched it. Elsie um, Tanner, Tanner was in it. I know. Yeah, I know. And Doris Speed was in the bar. Hopeless. They're going to be arguing like cat and dog after the news at ten. You can just tell this morning. It's nice to be company. Uh, don't forget, you've got 22 minutes to go for the Apple iPad 2. This is the new generation. You need to get your hands on it as quick as possible. And you can get this one for pennies. Pennies! It's as simple as that. I'll stick in the, uh, the leather smart cover as well as an incentive, because you need the leather smart cover. It protects the screen and it turns it on and off as well, which is good news. I mean, you can push the button, but it's better just to put the screen on. And uh, the person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else else makes. Hammer comes down. Ten o'clock this morning. Twenty-one minutes away. Twenty-one minutes away. To play this one, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid eleven pence, you text Steve one one, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid two pound eighteen, it's Steve two one eight, and then send it to treble eight. 2-1. The competition finishes at 10am this morning. Must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50. Plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. 10-hour battery life. And if you don't, that's if you're using it. If you don't use it, it'll go for ever and a day. 9.7-inch high-resolution screen. Uh, good luck, Jane. 
day two of the thousand-mile walk. Only 973 miles to go. Dawn's been very lucky again. I mean, she's absolutely just... This, this woman must have the gift of everything. She said, great run of luck. Friday afternoon, got an email, she says, telling me I won tickets at the iTunes Festival, the same festival I'm seeing Duran Duran at, for C6 Steve on Saturday, the next day. That was a nice prize. Went along Saturday night, had a great time. Joined on stage C6 Steve by John Paul Jones, Led Zeppelin, Jack White and Alison Mosshart. I mean, really, you know, doing fantastic. Did a very funny show with Alan Dodgen. And uh, the uh, the very funny show that people could podcast is where he tried the Miracle Berry tablet I nearly poisoned him with. Well, I didn't really, but he made such a fuss. I tried them two weeks ago. I think it's dated 12th of August 2008. I just had to listen back. A lot of them, I realised, aren't, uh, aren't there. Somebody said they did try to get hold of some of the early podcasts and they, they had vanished. So they obviously take them down after a, after a little while. So you need to, if you're going to podcast, you better do it quick. I think uh, podcasting is one of those things, because it, they don't disappear. You just hang on to them and and then you can sort of archive them and then listen back to them. You've got a plane journey or something like that coming up. 84850. Ken says, now we've got the iPad 2. Does that mean I can pick up an original one at a bargain price? And would that be worth doing? Yeah, I mean, if, of course you can with all these things. All they're doing when they do iPad 2 and iPad 3 and iPad 4 and, is they're just upgrading it. But I'm sure you can buy, you know, the, the first iPads if you so choose. If you so choose. No problem with that at all. Uh, Sunday Express this morning. Um, this Dogs for Dinner. Trust up and muzzles. They don't know what's going to happen to them. And probably just as well, I should imagine, because uh, you're an animal lover. You won't want to see that, I'm afraid, in the uh, paper. Um, plus, oh, they've got um, Tony Robinson branded today's treatment to the elderly as a disgrace. He says, the generation that's dying now is the generation that fought the war for us. We've given them the kind of ending which I think is a disgrace for our society. It is, really, isn't it? We must be the only country who sort of, you know, we hand money out willy-nilly to any old bent person coming over it, and uh, we do nothing for the elderly. We just go, oh, for goodness sake, just leave them to one side. It's awful, really, isn't it? It is awful. I mean, I don't I feel so dreadful about things sometimes. The people today, um, they've got Jeremy Clarkson and a new racist storm over a Lenny gag. He made a joke about Lenny Henry. We like Lenny Henry. We like Lenny Henry a lot, actually. And, um, here we go. Uh, Harry Potter family and Broadie's attempt to become the first British Wimbledon boys singles champion ended in heartbreak yesterday. Which oh, why do we just give up now? We can't play tennis. Let's just accept the fact we're not. The only thing we're good at, I think, is synchronised swimming. It's just about it. And um, retired rugby star Ben Cohen told how the murder of his dad inspired him to join yesterday's Pride London Gay Rights Parade. Peter Cohen, 58, brother of uh, George, was fatally hurt in a nightclub brawl in 2000. Married dad of two, Ben is a gay pinup. And he recreated stand-up anti-bullying charity two years ago. He created, sorry, he says, my dad was attacked protecting somebody. People wrote to me and said, I need to start doing something. He said, so I am. Uh, here's James Corden. I must be the only person in the world who doesn't find James Corden funny. You no, know, some people you find very funny, and some people you find moderately funny, and I can't, I can't find funny at all. I like Charlie Catchpole. He says today, security goons at Glastonbury manhandled demonstrators angry about U2's decision to uh, minimise the tax they pay. Insufferably smug singer Bono had seven bodyguards. Seven bodyguards. He says, I've seen Mick Jagger in a Soho pub without a minder in sight, yet seven heavies are needed for somebody most wouldn't know from Adam Ant. It is true. Helena, stop it. And uh, solar panels are being installed on the roof of Coventry Cathedral. God said, let there be light. 
It is true. Uh, also in here today, they reckon that jailed Karen Matthews uh, could be free five months early if she's tagged. Vile woman. Vile, vile woman. Dreadful woman. They've got a, a, a dog here leaping out of an aeroplane. Luckily, it's got a parachute on it. Must be a terrible fright for a dog. What the heck are we going here? They've got a picture of the paper today of what Diana would have looked like at 50. We have no idea, really. I mean, it's just purely, you know, they go based on this, based on that. It could be. Uh, you've got your sun signs with Claire Petulengro. There was a piece of the paper the other day that said, you know, just because you see the name Petulengro, she's probably not related at all to the original Petulengro. They all say it is, but they say it's very unlikely anybody now uh, is, is related, going back years and years and years. Uh, who else is in the paper today? I'm trying to find something that was interesting. It's all been a bit dreary, I'm afraid. You know, unless you're interested in, uh, in dreary Cheryl Cole's party, which appeared to have not one celebrity in at all. I mean, you know, I hardly call two ex-members of Girls Aloud a celebrity party. In fact, I really don't, actually. Uh, Ronaldo revealed the amazing triple life of Ramsay's father-in-law. Uh, Emma Watson had no idea that for years she was rich and rich. Couldn't care less, actually. Must be the only person bored with them, afraid. Emma. Very dreary. Do you like reading Kevin? Um, and uh, he's talking today about the restaurant inspector and the marriage ref. This is Dermot O'Dreary's new programme. Hemorrhaging audience like there's no tomorrow. Absolutely. And as we get older, do we look better? So they put Carol Vorderman at 50, Sharon Stone at 53. Then you come down to Nancy Delusional at 50. A most peculiar creature. Really? Uh, Stephen Harlington says, you can still get crispy pancakes. I've got some in my freezer. Can you still get Vesta curries? I think you can. I think you can. I think they still do Vesta... Although, who would buy them? I can't imagine you buy curry anywhere now. Um, Stephen Harlington says, the best protection you can get for his laptop is Mark the Bailiff. Jane in Slough says, wish my friend Gary a happy birthday. Uh, I know you don't do singing, but for the last two years you've made an exception and sang him happy birthday. I've stopped singing the happy birthday. I only do it for very special people over 150 who've got both their parents still alive. Then I sing happy birthday, but I, I don't do happy birthday. Just like that. It's uh, 14 minutes to 10. With the travel, Craig Birchill. Hello, Steve. Now, just a reminder, pa- 97.3. City AM editor Alastair Heath and Rachel Bridge, the Enterprise editor of the Sunday Times, will be joining James Max this Sunday, where they'll be advising you on setting up your own business and seeing if your ideas will work. They'll also be talking about how to get funding and letting you know what the pros and cons are of having a business partner. So listen to James Max from four today and put your questions to the guests. You've got, uh, and don't forget, Petri's here as well, a little bit later on. Ten to ten, you've got ten minutes left to get your uh, bids in for the Apple iPad 2 and the smart leather cover. The birthdays we celebrate this week. Jennifer Saunders is 53 this week. Uh, Shane Phelan from Westlife is 32. Gosh. Ringo Starr is 71. Courtney Love is 47. And Tom Cruise is 49. And if you're celebrating your birthday this week, many happy returns. I hope you have one of those birthdays where you go, I really wish people wouldn't mention it. <laughs> You get to a certain age and you just don't uh, don't enjoy it. John and Nina are uh, travelling the world, so they listen to LBC. Makes them feel very good about it, so I, I like that. Um, read the National Health Service, uh, which I cannot fault, says Sue. My elderly mother has a friend of the same age, 87. This friend has family in the States and they decided she should go and live with them. She sold her house but has been refused a visa because no medical insurance company would insure her. That is that they're big into medical insurance. And Sue said, I did do the London Theatre Walk with Diane Burstein a couple of weeks ago. She asked to be remembered. She writes constantly. Writes constantly to me, as you can imagine. The pound shop in Ilford still sell Vesta Curry, says Jason. 
We'll nip down there then, shall we? <laughs> I like the idea you could still buy them. I think that's quite sweet, actually. And, um, apparently, uh, dropping coins in fountains is pagan. You drop in bits of metal jewellery or symbols to cheer up the spirit of the well water. And that's why. I just wish I had a well and somebody could come and drop money in, which is quite good. Uh, Rosa is a silver surfer. Get a lot of silver surfers nowadays. A lot of people are sort of uh, are actually learning how to uh, to do the things. Uh, and one here from Chris who says, went to see the Jersey Boys on your recommendation last night. Steve, amazing. Tell Anne she must go. And I was contemplating getting my husband an iPad too. Can he transfer his apps he's downloaded onto his iPhone onto the iPad? Can you do that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No problem. There you go. It's good, isn't it? I like it when we can be very helpful. Uh, they've got TV hunk Matt romping in part. This is Matt Cardle. Is it, did he win X Factor? Does he have an album out? I don't know. Uh, Ashley showing a 50,000 man bash for Cheryl. Now we know it was sponsored. They're obviously as tight as anything, and uh, it certainly wasn't for 50,000 pounds. To be honest with you, there appeared to be a handful of people there. No, no celebs. No celebs at all. And uh, Cheryl and Ashley back together again. Couldn't care less. That's her business. I'm really, really not remotely interested. If she wants to put up with his cheating, that is absolutely fine. We don't care. We really don't care. Um, another one here. This is... Um, oh, Ian Highland. I forgot to read Ian Highland earlier on, actually. He had um, excitement in the air at Alan Carr's Chatty Man as Liam Gallagher unveiled his post-Oasis project, BDI. Then came some potentially bad news. Liam reckons he's given up drinking. Amazingly, though, it turns out he's actually quite funny sober. So that's good news, isn't it? I like that. He says, despite the new format not really making sense, thank God for The Apprentice. And uh, Melody, another delusional idiot on the programme, I'm afraid, which is rather a shame. And whatever the result of last night's title fight, David Hay had already landed a double knockout. Uh, He got knocked out. End of story. Failure. Failure, I'm afraid. Bring back uh, last of the summer wine. I'll be so much happier. And uh, another one here. TV Joy, the totally unmissable... Yet utterly implausible BBC One drama, Luther. Uh, Rastamouse finally giving daybreak viewers something to smile about on a Friday, which is good news. And after playing a dinosaur expert on, fri- on Friends, I'm guessing Monday's Loose Women was like a trip down memory lane for David Schwimmer. But if ITV really are considering axing this show, I'd be gutted. Sure, they talk a load of old bull, but I've developed a small TV crush on Kate Thornton, and they occasionally make me spill my tea, like when Janet Street Porter keeps a straight face whilst claiming women trashing other women is dreadful, or when there's an exchange like this between Sherry Houston and Carol McGiffin. Cherie, my Westmoreland terrier used to sleep on my head. Carol says, I think it's still there. You think? It's all good stuff. No, they have to axe it now. I think it's, I think it, it's finally run its course. Finally run it. It's great, you know, but it, it has run its course. Um, another one here. This is uh, Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. But um, it's, um, I'm afraid, fed up traveller wife Chantelle Young is uh, ditched the plank of a husband and uh, having a big fat gypsy divorce. That's good news, isn't it? They don't normally do that. She says, to be honest with you, she said, I was home all day doing chores while he was out boozing. There's a, a very interesting book, and I cannot remember now what it was called. In the last few minutes of the programme, it's typical, isn't it? Uh, but somebody recommended it, and it's a book written by uh, a gypsy, a gay gypsy. No less. A gay gypsy. Apparently there are no such things as gay gypsies. Yeah, right. Full of them, those, those traveller parks. Absolutely full of them. And he, he wrote a book about how his experiences of growing up and his father would just sometimes punch him in the face for no reason to apparently toughen him up. Didn't make any difference at all. But he's written another follow-up to that first book. 
uh, in which he talks about the travellers of today. He said, they're not gypsies. He said, don't, you know, he said, if, if gypsies of, you know, years ago dressed like some of these travellers do today, their parents would have beaten them up. He said, they dress like tramps. He said, he said, and people years ago did not dress like this. This is cheap, tacky stuff. And he so writes what everybody else thinks. You know, they really dress badly, but when they get married, all they have to do is cook and clean for their sort of, you know, for their husbands who go out and they just booze and they fight with each other. Terrible. Jeanette says, in Poundland, Steve, uh, that's Vesta Curries and Golden Wonder Crisps. First crisps we ever had, I think. Golden Wonder. They were threepence, 3D, a pack, and they were delicious. I don't know why we don't really do crisps. Oh, I did. I, fo- I found some Pringles in a garage. I brought them in. They've eaten them next door. They've eaten a whole box. Of- there was a whole tube of Pringles. There must be over 70 in there. There's only three. They've eaten them all. I thought I, I, th- I thought they, that they were just going to take them back and have one or two, and then I could take them upstairs and perhaps share them. They've all gone. They've got- You've never known anything like it. It's like feeding time at the zoo. It's like whatever you keep feeding them, they, they just keep eating it. You've only got four minutes left to get your hands on my Apple iPad 2. Go on, go for it. Could change your life today. I mean, it could be your lucky day. If Dawn's lucky at things, you know, it could be your lucky day. So why don't you have a go at getting your hands on it? It's got everything. The leather smart cover. Very nice. Very nice indeed. You'll absolutely love it. All you've got to do is come up with a unique bid. Computer will help you. This could be the moment it goes. Who knows? Or has somebody won it already? Hmm, interesting. But uh, literally only a few minutes left. A few minutes left to get your hands on it, because the competition finishes at 10am this morning. To play this one, you text Steve, then your bid in pence, if it's, you know, pound eleven, Steve111, and send it to treble eight two one. One pound eighty one is Steve181, and, uh, and then you send that to treble eight two one. OK, competition finishes at 10. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. That's it for this morning. It's all gone very well. Thank you very much indeed. I've loved having your uh, company. If you go to the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk, there's all the podcasting details on there. And from as little as £2 a month, and believe you me, it's too cheap, you can download everything on LBC. Absolutely Everything. And uh, it'll change your life forever. Absolutely change your life. And then you can listen back to programmes. You can go abroad. We, we take all the uh, the bits and pieces out for you, like sort of the news and stuff like that. And <laughs> my friend Helena says you owe me pound fifty. <laughs> That's what you think. Anyway, we'll do it again tomorrow morning at five. Be up uh, nice uh, and early, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Or download the programme a little bit later. Do check out the photos on the LBC website of the Cockney ATM, the Cockney cash machine. Never seen anything like it. It's very bizarre. And also the pictures of Wilton's Music Hall and celebrity friends and everybody else. Have a great day. It'll be Andrew and Kevin after the news at 10 o'clock. I wish you a pleasant Sunday, London. <laughs>